Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Georgia Guidestones were bombed at four in the morning, blowing up about thirty or so percent of the structure. After this, the government came in and demolished what's left of it. For those that don't know, the Georgia Guidestones are considered a monument to globalism. They advocate for a global population of 500 million, which some have argued is a population control argument. It argues for eugenics, quite literally. And it's also got some weird nonsense about the infinite universe. And just it's a really creepy structure. It was put up in the 1980s. It was put up in 1980. Some think that it was just put up because it was the height of the Cold War. And there's a fear that nuclear war would wipe out humanity. And we needed Guidestones. So that uh, the remainder of humanity who survived could rebuild in some kind of fallout scenario. However, when there was no nuclear war, some felt like the Guidestones were actually just telling the elites what to do. And so they've been blown up. They're gone. And maybe it's not the most important story in the world, but it is big because this is a symbolic attack. Someone, there's a vehicle, there's video footage released showing a vehicle pull up. They don't show what happens next, but then you see an explosion. So I want to know. What's really going on? We've seen statues torn, by, torn down by the left. And now I can only assume that whoever attacked this structure is probably associated with anti-globalist sentiments. I don't know if that necessarily means right wing. It could be some far leftists because they also have sometimes sentiments like that. But who knows? We'll talk about that, plus a whole bunch of other stuff. Elon Musk is chiming in on the Jordan Peterson suspension. And Alex Berenson uh, is his name, right? I'm pronouncing that mm-hmm. right, Berenson. He's been reinstated. He was banned from Twitter over vaccine misinformation, Twitter claimed, filed a lawsuit, and he won. Twitter settled with him, gave him back his account, and apparently there may be government involvement in what's going on with Twitter censorship. Mm. Elon Musk asked, what's that all about? And Alex said, I I can't say anything. So this should be really interesting. If Elon Musk does take over this platform, we're assuming he will, he may actually expose some kind of government manipulation. So we'll talk about all of that, but don't forget, go to TimCast.com, become a member, and directly support our work. We got a lot going on. We are going to be launching a bunch of shows. We are going to be building up this website very much like any streaming service. So Tales from the Inverted World, we are launching, we are, we are, uh, maybe some people aren't going to be happy about that, but we're launching it uh, behind the paywall simply because it's expensive to produce and we want to keep making more of it. So we're going to have that be one of our first shows outside of the TimCast IRL After Hours show at 11 p.m. And we've got some documentaries in the works as well as potential uh, even comedy skits, short films and other gags. We're going to be trying to make as many shows as possible, putting it up for TimCast.com. We're going to be building TV apps, mobile apps, all of that good stuff to make it like a streaming service. If you want to support our work as we build culture, go to TimCast.com, become a member. But don't forget to also smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Without further ado, joining us to discuss all of this is Rich Barris, the People's Pundit. Yeah, thanks for having me, Tim. It's good to be here. Who are you? Ah, uh, that's a that's a question for the ages, right? No, I'm a pollster. Uh, used to do data journalism, but now I'm most known as a public pollster. Right on. One who uh, 
tries to get it right more than wrong. Putting out a lot of data on, say, like elections, like how people are feeling, who they're going to vote for, things like that. Yeah, definitely. And issues in between, you know, how do people feel about what lawmakers are doing, uh, what's wrong with the polling industry, uh, which, you know, you could fill throughout every right. <laughs> I mean, considering, could, <laughs> this, this, this should be interesting too, considering that all of the polls have been wrong. Yeah, they have. These past, what, three or four cycles. Worse every time. Worse every time. Yeah. So this will be interesting to talk about. And now I'd love to get your thoughts on what you think is going to happen in November. So not such good news, maybe. We'll see. You know, hopefully, uh, if you want to see Republicans take back the House, then, you know, you're hoping that this is a temporary blip. But, uh, you know, enthusiasm's dipping. The lead on the generic ballot for them was bigger. And so, you know, surprisingly big, even historically. But all the metrics, right? I think it's David Axelrod. I don't agree with him too much, but... He did say something the other day that, that that's right. If you're a doctor and you're looking at the chart, right, and all the vital signs for the Democrats look bad. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll get into all that, too. So yeah. uh, thanks for coming. We yeah. also have Mary Morgan. I'm back again. She's back. Hello. I'm the co-host of Pop Culture Crisis on YouTube. We talk about movies, celebrity drama, and just stuff you might not hear about on Timcast IRL. Hi, everyone. Oh, Ian Crossland here. Good to see you from iancrossland.net. I'm glad you're here, Rich, because I have... A lot of issues. I've had a lot of issues with polling in general, just the way that it extrapolates. They'll, they'll pull a thousand people and then say, that means that a hundred thousand people feel that aside, what we were talking about before the show about, I don't know, it sounds like maybe as like entertainment and politics are, are colliding that maybe people have seized the polls as a, a means of propaganda. I'd love to hear more about it as we get into it. Yeah, I could talk about it for hours. Yeah, Looking I'm very excited for this conversation. I think, Rich, you're going to be great. I know that you heard the term lies, darn lies, and statistics. I'm making it a little family-friendly, so hopefully you can dispel some of that for us. I'm back from being sick. Thank you guys all for being with us. Thank sick, you, Chris. Huh? Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I wasn't, for example, absent. blowing anything up in my absence. No, I really was not <laughs> feeling good. But, yeah, I have seen that theory, and I love it, so let's roll with it. Let's get going. All right, let's jump into this first story from the Wall Street Journal. Georgia Guidestones Monument Damaged in Bombing, Mysterious Granite Structure, which has drawn tourists to rural towns since 1980, was intentionally bombed, authorities say. Take a look at that photo, man. Dude, wow. I'm really curious as to what they did, who did it, why they did it. The Georgia Guidestones, for those that aren't familiar, are, are called the Monument to Globalism. It's got these like 10 rules for, for creating a perfect society, like maintain the earth's population at 500 million. Guide, what does it, what does it say? Guide breeding or something? Guide reproduction Re- wisely. This, yeah. I, I think this is Gra- exactly. Guide reproduction. Actually, I think I have it. I'm so right curious on. who put these up. I am too. Check it out. Guide reproduction wisely. So they've got population control and eugenics right there in the first two. Number three is unite humanity with a living new language. What does that even mean? I thought that was currency. When, when I mentioned currency at the beginning, because you said they didn't mention currency uh, in these 10, yeah. you know, these 10 commandments or whatever the hell these are supposed to be, but they say a living new language. I don't understand what that means other than like a way of communicating that's not words. Tongue is clicking. Is this, yeah, something like tongue, tongue clicking. Is dancing. It's finger snapping. Yes. Or something yeah. More like that. Changes and grows. Something that changes and grows. Maybe. But language does. Yeah, that's what it, it almost doesn't make sense. You know? I, so I have a question, right? So this is the, the kind of person who's going to be ragging on the Guidestones is not going to be, for the most part, a Democrat or leftist. They're probably going to shrug and not know what it is. Hmm. There are probably some anarcho-lefty types, tanky or communist types who don't like it. No, actually, I take that back. The tankies probably love this stuff. But there's probably some anarcho-lefty types who don't like the idea of globalism for sure. 
or at least the way they've described it. But typically, it's going to be more right-wing individuals who know what this is and don't like it. So whoever did this, maybe a false flag, maybe someone who's actually mad about globalism. My question is, the critics of this are predominantly going to be right-wing. Is this the first statue or monument that's been taken down that was predominantly criticized by the right? I mean, we've seen Christopher Columbus. We've seen Washington. They just didn't Lincoln. complain and whine about it and protest. They just took it down. Well, I mean, the left just takes stuff down. Exactly. Like, they just show up randomly and throw ropes and then rip it down. Sure, but they make a big show of it. They don't do it in the dead of night. That's interesting. Or they have the access, though, to the power structure to take it down. I so think that's somebody's how they listening. like it. Yeah. yeah, somebody's listening at a university or somebody's listening downtown because they have the ear of the government. The right doesn't really have they that They want to make recourse. the authority comply with their orders. Yeah. You know what, you know what I thought about? What took so long? Honestly, in the mm. era that we're in. Oh, for real. Yeah, mm. in 08, this thing was vandalized. They wrote all over it. 2014, it was vandalized. 2014, again, I am ISIS, right? In 2014, something ridiculous. But now in this era uh, where anti-globalism is mainstream, you know, maybe back in the era of Obama, it wasn't as mainstream as it is now. So I almost 2000, thought, it was mainstream. Yeah. The left was protesting the World Trade Organization. Well, right. Yep. In this way. Yeah, right. right. In this way, where it's almost a political force. You know, where uh, they had some kind of symbol that they needed to go after. It's almost like this one was at the top of that list. Um, and there haven't been, with all the anger out there, that I see even in polling, with all the anger out there, there hasn't been as many events as I thought there would be or you would expect there to be. Because it feels like people are getting to a point where they're bubbling over. And th- there, there's just nowhere for them to go to air these grievances anymore. Mm. So eventually we're just going to see stuff like this. And uh, that said, we don't know who did it yet, but you know. I also think that Klaus Schwab is now in the news pretty predominantly. He, yeah. I didn't even know who he was two years ago. Yeah. World Economic Forum is all over the place. The Black BlackRock, Blackstone buying up the houses is like trending on Twitter. Yeah. People are are becoming aware that there is a global corporation attempting to take control of the United States and, and every country on Earth. Because the, the nationalist governments are not capable of governing themselves. They need the corporation, according to Klaus. He's crazy. He's That's cr- pretty good. Yeah, thanks. We have this tweet from the Georgia Bureau of Investigation showing this vehicle. Oh, yeah. The GBI is releasing surveillance video from this morning's explosion that destroyed the Georgia Guidestones. Strange. They just installed surveillance cameras. They, they recently did. So Shane Cashman of Tales from the Inverted World, he, he wrote, he, he went down to Georgia. He did this big investigation. He went to the Guidestones. And he said they recently put in these these floodlights and, and cameras. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And then this happens. It's like, you, you, you mentioned this just a second ago. Why did it take so long, right? Yeah. And then why did it happen right after the cameras got installed? And where's why, the rest of it? Where's the rest of it? Yeah. They show the car yeah. and they're like, here's the car, but they don't show anything else. They just show an explosion. Fortunately, nobody was around. Nobody got hurt. But it's very strange. And then they show the rubble. It looks like they lined that stone with explosives. Like, they didn't just blow up the base of it. It, it looks like it got blown apart by, like, a, yeah. a bunch of explosions. It, it looks, looks it, it looks, I mean, I don't want to use the word pro. 
Hmm. But it doesn't. That's not. That doesn't look like amateur hour to me. I think it actually looks amateur. Does it? Really? Yeah, because it only took out one of the pillars. Only maybe because the blast didn't hit it. If you if if you look at it, it looked like it, it went. Well, down, Mel, that could be a sign. It is amateur, but right. If it they, disproportionately if, came out one end. If they put it in the center, wouldn't it have taken out the center column? It yep. looks like it was placed in front of one. Yeah. So it doesn't seem pro at all. Unless they didn't expect it to haphazard. tip I've never one seen way and break and, you know, hit, yeah. hit one, the middle column, hit one side more than the other. Maybe they expected it to, um, you know, come out almost symmetrical, but it didn't. Hmm. I wonder why they decided to demolish the rest of it. Safety reasons. I mean, the, the, yeah. the, it could be teetering. It could collapse, you know, so. It looked pretty ragged after it Lawsuits. got the Somebody, <laughs> you, know, you know, they, right. They, they paid to maintain this. Like people would go out and clean up and all that stuff. The Guidestones actually had a bunch of other features, like if you looked through at a certain angle or something, it could show you where the celestial pole was. There was like math on it, multiple languages. There was um, explanations for weights and measurements. Why would they think this would survive nuclear war? I don't know. It's no. just stones. <laughs> right. Stonehenge. A bunch of, <laughs> a bunch of rocks. Is so long. It just got knocked idiots. over by a bomb. Uh, seriously. Uh, but I mean, think about it. The first two things are population control and eugenics. Yeah, they're idiots. Yeah. Well, of course. The, 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 let, let, let me read some of this for you. One of, let me, let me show you two of the, of the ones, a couple of them that I really love. All right, let's see. Um, rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Okay. I guess. That's not telling anyone anything though. Mm-hmm. Because people Bossy. all have different ideas of what it means to be reasonable, but fine. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Unite humanity with a, with a living new language. That explains nothing to no one. No, who, who is going to see them go, oh, I get it. No, 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 but it gets better. So it says nine, prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. What? What, what a bunch of hippies. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is written by people that have enough food to eat. Mm. Obviously. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's, that's absolutely it. I like number uh, seven. Be not a ca- ne- avoid petty laws and useless yeah. officials. I agree with that one. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> they stole number eight from Thomas Jefferson. They yeah. just, they just twisted, you know, they simplified what he said. Interesting. But that's what he used to this say. You, have no, you, you know, have no right that doesn't have an equal or greater social duty. As per Ian's point, I'm imagining like nuclear bombs fall. Everything's wiped out. <laughs> and then some dude with like a big beard and like a stick walks up and he starts looking at it and he like feels it and he goes, oh, my stars. Turns around and just starts butchering some random person to eat their corpse. <laughs> oh yeah, really? He's like, <laughs> Is this I've what seen beauty the truth. Means? And then he just walks away and starts hacking kids down. Uh. Look at this. Let all, this is number six. Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. I dig yep. it. That's like a, a, a global corporation yeah. to, uh, to rule that. everyone as a court. Who, like a UN. Who appoints the court? Exactly. With countries. I, I actually no, did that one. Unfortunately. I, I, I like that one. Whose countries, you know? The United States gets to do what it wants. We're sovereign. We, you know, stay out. We mind our own that business. That goes without saying. But instead of war, we have lost. That's not how it works. We, it could try to do that, but this just sure. gives us some Idealistic. weird world court authority. We for, should try to have a court over shooting each other in the face. We have the I UN, so. but we still have like Ukraine. Right. Like I, I think war, it, it's inevitable because even, you know, you have like, uh, uh, you have regular court. You have civil court. Someone will be like, that guy kicked my dog. I want to pay for it. And the other guy says, no, I didn't. And then the other guy shows up afterwards and punches him in the face. It's like, you have, we have courts. The disputes are still not always resolved. Sometimes people still just get into a fight. So I'm, I'm, I think world courts are a good thing, you know, but you know, inside our country, we do our thing. And yeah. then here's the issue. If the world court rules against you in a way that's extremely unjust, yeah, unless you're Israel, you get war. 
The World Court reminds me of the Trans-Pacific Partnerships Investor State Dispute Settlement Clause where they were like a a, a global arbiter will decide if if the American people choose not to buy Malaysian oil, a world tribunal will decide if the American people can be sued and have to pay with tax money to pay this corporation back for not buying their oil. Here's the real issue. That was a real proposal. The idea of some kind of global federalism where the countries are sovereign but there is a very weak central power that can mediate – Never going to happen. What will happen is the moment you enact a world court, it'll be just like the U.S.'s. The federal government will keep usurping power, and then eventually you're in a globalist authoritarian regime with their boot on your neck. And yeah. then they're going to come to yeah, your country and be like, you lost the lawsuit. You can't use carbon anymore. Well, that's, yeah, that's, it's going to come down, and coalitions are going to come together to, to you know basically take the balance of that court or try to influence it. Um, in the end, it would probably end up just like – I mean I'm not saying it's not worth trying, but it might probably would just end up – like the UN does. I mean, we have, it depends. I might be all right with this. If, if, if you know, we laid out the ground rules for how, who would be the arbiter? So I don't want some arbitration panel of elitists up there making up the rules. How would we select these I think, people? I think there's no real way to do it reasonably because yeah. people's Someone's values clash guy. dramatically. The U.S. values clash with China in ways that are just irreconcilable. Ex- absolutely. So what's going to happen is, I'll, we'll use Elon Musk as an example. Elon, he's, he's going to buy Twitter, right? He said, you know, I'm, I'm moderate. I think the good compromise is that both sides are unhappy. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's how things are. The left wants the right banned completely. The right doesn't care the left speaks. So the compromise is, okay, we'll ban some of the right. Hmm. It's like, well, that's not fair. So uh, actually, we'll talk about this in a minute too. The uh, uh, Andrew Schultz, for instance, yeah. you know, he did this comedy bit. Netflix apparently wanted him to pull some jokes and he refused. Mm. And it's like, you listen to it and you're like, oh, he's, he's making fun of both sides. And it's like, yeah, kind of, but not really because the right is okay with the jokes. This is the, this is the problem. There's not going to be a fair court. You'll have the United States being like, we're totally cool that China does their thing so long as they don't come here. Then China's going to be like, we're not cool that they're doing their thing. And the world court's going to be like, okay, we'll compromise. The U.S. has to give up some of its rights. That's how it would play out. Unless you get aggressive. So I don't think, I don't, I think, federalism the idea sounds beautiful i don't know how you protect against you know massive acceleration of uh, uh the coalescing of power well the united states constitution is a decent archetype for it but i don't know man to extrapolate that to the globe it's like a fantasy of mine yeah because you want to push your values on other people who just don't or not even push them on other people you wanted others to see the value of the ideas that are in the constitution but they they just some just won't it would be pushing my values yeah it would be forcefully providing american democracy and republicanism (laughs) to the world overthrowing monarchs you know upending totalitarian governments and giving the people freedom yeah if they thought the world was going to end in in a nuclear holocaust so they made these stones and said you got to keep 500 million people that's the limit and then no nuclear holocaust happened did they just decide you don't have to have 500 million people anymore? Or do they still hold that value and think, okay, well, now we got to do it? I don't think the 500 million should be set in stone. LOL. <laughs> just like oh. how in the Constitution, one representative represented 30,000 people. That number was destined to change. They just wrote it down there at, at the beginning because that made sense at that moment. At that moment. Um, this doesn't say like, and this number can change. They don't, they don't become. Uh, Seems arbitrary. It is arbitrary. 500 million. Yeah. Yeah, some, not- some, someone in the 80s. There's a lot of questions around who actually put it up. Why? 
Why are there questions around hoop with this up? It was put up in 1980, right? Yeah, by there's a bunch no of way rich there's people. not still. That's just, oh, it's just a bunch of rich people. Okay, that actually creepy people sense. who think they're smarter than you, and therein lies the big problem. Oh, there you go. There's a video going viral. Um, it's a bunch of climate change activists block a highway. Yeah. And then this guy gets out and he's like, yo, I got to get to work. I'm on parole. They're going to lock me up if it's I don't get to terrible. work. And they ignore him. And then he walks up to the person. He's like, give me one lane. Just let me get to work. Oh, I'm going to get locked up. And they just tell him no. Like, it's the craziest thing to watch. This guy tweeted. He's like, I'll testify on his behalf. I'm sorry that he got arrested, you know, but whatever. And then he's like, ask, ask the activists, organizers, what we should have done. And I'm like, you people are evil. That's what evil up. looks like. That they think they're smarter than you. They think they're better than you. They think they're more righteous than you. And when you beg them, please, I don't want to go to prison. They just, they just look at you and say, I don't care. I literally don't care. It's fascinating, man. They think they're the righteous ones. The people who put up those stones are exactly that. Hmm. They think they know better than you and they don't. They never do. That's why you can't allow this kind of authoritarianism. Because you get some guy who's like, I'm smarter than everyone. Everyone, melt down all your tools and make iron. Kill all the sparrows. They're hurting the crops. And then you get famine and destruction and starvation. That's how it goes. You get these people who are like, I think the farmers should own the farms. Kill the landowners. And then everyone starves to death because the farmers don't actually know how to run and maintain the farm. That's what happens every time. Do not let these people who think they're smarter than you take over. Decentralization is the only way to properly maintain. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hmm. Well, do we know if the people who set these up actually did any of the things that they were talking about? Or is all a lot of talk and a weird monument? No, We action. don't know who set it up. Yeah. They're yeah. still alive, probably. Yeah, I, I hope that so. they speak out. I'm looking at the Wikipedia. In 2008, the stones were defaced with polyurethane yeah. paint with slogans such as "Death to the New World Order." Yeah. <laughs> That's what it said in a way. Yeah. And yeah. I am Isis or something in 2014. Right? Yeah, I am what Isis, goddess of love. Yeah. Goddess oh, of I love. See. I was yeah, trying to remember okay, what yeah. the rest of that was. That's right, because I just saw it <laughs> a little bit ago. Um, after seeing this happen, uh, I looked at it and I, I kind of remember some of these stories. But I, I don't, I don't look at them as I look at a story like this now, or I didn't, because you know the struggle uh, that we're seeing in society right now, I guess, uh, is not as voc- It's vo- more vocalized now. It's more in party platforms now than it was before. Uh, so I guess that's why my initial thought was what it was, because we we know people have had these frustrations in the past, but now they're coming to life and. It's not a small, you know, they would be kind of put off to the side. Ah, oh, some nutcases vandalized it. You could read out of the Washington Post 
tweeted this story, Will Summers, how he laid it out on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Even before he got into anything, the first thing out of his mouth was, you know, this has really been for a long time the target of these right-wing conspiracy nuts. That's how you choose to lead in this story, which goes to show you. He's one of those people. Yep. <laughs> He's exact. That is him. And he gives his hand away by even coming out with it like that in the first place. Um yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about the narrative exploding. Oh, yeah. Outside of the actual narrative exploding, we have this other story here, uh, er- Alex Berenson. Yeah. So uh, Elon Musk tweeted to Alex Berenson, a journalist, can you say more about this, quote, pressures that the government may have placed on Twitter? This is interesting. Alex Berenson, uh, Berenson was a, uh, is a journalist. He was tweeting about vaccines, very skeptical and, and talking about a lot of the data. And then he got suspended. He filed a lawsuit. He won. Hmm. Nobody expected this to happen because everyone believes that when you get banned from Twitter or whatever, that you file a lawsuit and then it gets thrown out. Most of his suit did get thrown out, but breach of, I think there was breach of contract, which persisted. So Alex says, I wish I could Elon Musk, but the settlement with Twitter prevents me from doing so. However, in the near future, I hope to hope and expect to have more to report on a Substack post talking about how he got his account back. He said, he says, I need to add one thing. The settlement does not end my investigation into the pressures that the government may have placed on Twitter to suspend my account. Mm. I will have more to say on that issue in the near future. I made a promise to readers last month, and I take my promise promises to readers seriously. Alex Berenson seems to have some kind of information that the government is actively pressuring Twitter to engage in censorship. Better watch out. If Elon Musk takes this company over... It's going to be really interesting to find out what happens. But how much do you want to bet? Say it's October. Elon Musk, all the news happens. Elon Musk now owns Twitter. Then someone immediately says, okay, Elon, what was going on? And he goes, I can't talk about it. How much do you want to bet? Well, if everyone, I don't know how many people read what he was talking about last month. But last month when uh, he discussed this on his Substack, he said, look, I think we're getting close to an agreement, basically. But any agreement I make, I promise, will not exclude me from being able to make this public anything we may find in discovery surrounding this issue. And I think the reason for that, um, or why it's important, is because that gets to the crux of it. And we had those whistleblowers come out with the uh, disinformation government bureau, whatever they were calling it, where initially the government said they weren't really policing everyone's misinformation. This was only going to be targeting Russian disinformation and security stuff. But that wasn't true. So if the government, you know, I'm not a lawyer, but if from what we hear from others, um, and Viva and Robert talk about this a lot, this is the, that's the linchpin. So if they were pressuring these social media companies, that opens up a whole new Pandora's box. This is what really bugs me about a lot of this is that uh, Alex filed, a, uh, he made a First Amendment claim and the, the judge was like, you have no First Amendment claim because it's a private company doing it. Yeah. Not true. Hmm. We do know there's a story out of California. I think it was Judicial Watch that exposed this. Democrats were making requests on who they wanted censored. These are government actors going to a private company and using them as a cudgel. So we need a court to come in on First Amendment grounds, and we need that information. How do you navigate this? When we know they're doing it, but the courts are like, well, it's a private company. It's like, yes, how do we get the investigation to show the government is going in and telling them to do these things? How do we get that information? Uh, I guess 
Oh, good. A whistleblower is coming yeah, out, honestly. That's what I was to say. Be brave. Go to Project Veritas. Yes. Or that's, some organization like Veritas, but Veritas is a great one, yeah. That's uh, Chuck Grassley, Senator Grassley from Iowa, how they how they got it there. That was government uh, coming out and doing that. The private companies uh, and Project Veritas is a great. If I was working at one of those, they would be at the top of the list because they've been doing so much of this. Um, but, yeah, I don't see any reason why you couldn't go to a lawmaker as well. I mean, eventually this has to be fixed in the law. The good news, though, Elon Musk actively taking a role in, in, in yeah. looking into these things. Potentially, by October, he may have Twitter. Why do you and think by October? That It was reported that's when the settlement should happen. Yeah. Maybe even August. Okay. So, But at some point soon. You look I don't scared. know. It just, it just feels like people are clinging to the idea and it's just not going to happen. Oh, Mary, you're so wrong. Young and <laughs> Elon Musk will save us. That's right. If yeah. we put Daddy all of our faith in Bruce. one He's person. Twitter Jesus. That's right. right. I agree with you, Mary. I think there's a lot of like hope that he's going to save us. I don't think he cares. I mean, he's just a guy and the government still has gag orders. Like they can, yeah. like you said, put a gag order. They probably have one on Twitter right yep. now that'll transfer ownership. It's on the company. So here's what I bet. I bet there's a national security letter. The, what I've seen circulating is that the, fe- uh, the feds have national security interests in stopping misinformation. That's been the idea right. that's going around. If it's a national right. security letter, Elon Musk is going to, I'm going to buy this company. He's going to walk in and they're going to be like, here's what you've inherited. And he's going to look at it and go, can't okay. do anything. Can't do anything. And it's going to be the same exact game. So you were saying, what, what's his name? Um, Bar- Barrister? Barrister? Barrison. Barrison. Al- Alex Berenson. He said on his Substack he was going to go public with everything. He immediately it happened he and then promised, he didn't. When he said, I made a promise to my readers, what he's talking about is that he said, I will not make an, a, a deal. I will not, whatever arrangement we come to, uh, I will not agree to it if it doesn't mean that I can't publicly put out information relating to that, uh, which is important. And then he know. agreed to a deal and is no longer, and he said he can't put out public this information. This is what got me today. So maybe it's a government His thing. His settlement, pre- this, this settlement prevents, uh, settlement with Twitter prevents me from doing so. Yeah. And this is, this is what got me today. Uh, the security angle is, I don't know, Tim. It's is gotta this, be is that. his Twitter account really that important? It's got, it's gotta be that though. The, the secure, maybe he thinks, wait, reading between the lines here, he, he's gonna challenge that in court. But I'll tell you what, if that's his plan, he's gonna lose. He's going to lose yeah. without a doubt. You cannot beat those guys in court when they, when they pull that national You're security card. Yeah. That's it. It's over. It's done. No judge, no federal judge is going to uh is going to be, you know, one of the first to do that. It's the problem with That's with why the first courts. amendment, you know, and, and I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go, man. The first amendment argument that Tim was just lamenting, they throw out all the time. That is the argument. And they toss it out, uh, you know, all the time. They they throw that in the trash bin, and they talk about something that's on the periphery or something, and it drives, I, I, drives me nuts. I gotta I gotta call shenanigans here. I gotta call shenanigans, oh, yeah. Alex. Shenanigans. Oh. <laughs> Your settlement with Twitter. What? Your Twitter account. That's it. Did he, he get money? My understanding is he got his Twitter account back. That's it. We don't know. The other. The other so I'm I'm sorry. You yo. I'm going to give Alex the benefit of the doubt and just say there's, there, he, it may be he's currently investigating and doesn't want to ruin right. his ability to get more information. But this is not enough. To come out and be like, I got my Twitter account back, guys. I can't tell you about the corporate malfeasance. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I'm hoping there's I another. Wouldn't. I'm hoping there's you know what I would do? Substack yeah. halfway written. Exactly. I, would, I would sit in that Papazon right there. I would take a camera. I would grab all of the paperwork. I would take a cigar. I don't smoke cigars either, but I would sit down with the camera on and be like, ladies and gentlemen, everything I'm not allowed to talk about. And I'd throw it down and be like, I'm, I'm over it. I wouldn't, I don't, I don't stand for that. Now, 
It's easy to say because I don't know what happened. It could be a national security letter. Mm. It could be that Twitter said, look at what happened. So so let me me bring this down for you. Alex was told by an employee at Twitter that if he broke any of the rules, they would give him a warning. They ban him without giving him a warning. So he filed a a breach of contract, First Amendment, and they said, no, no, all that stuff's out. But the breach of contract's legit because they said they'd give you a warning. They didn't ban you. Okay, they can't do that. And so Twitter issued a statement saying we should not have banned him for this. It could be that the reason he wasn't given any warnings, despite them saying, is because national security letter. Feds came in and said, ban him for saying these things. And Twitter was like, whatever you say, government, and then didn't tell him why. When when these people, when a lot of people get banned, there's no reason given. It happens. They'll be like, reason for ban blank. Yeah, that's what happened to me. They may have gone to him and said, we're going to tell you why you got banned. We're going to reinstate you, but you can't talk about it if we do this. Do you agree? Yes. Boom, national security letter. And then he's like, okay. I wonder if they could, I bet you they could justify these issues they have with elections, uh, you know, claims about elections. I wonder if they could justify that under a security banner as well. Because, you know, I popped up 45 minutes after Tucker. I was lucky and reinstated. But when I was banned, it was boom, it was gone. And the only thing they were anticipating was a report that we were releasing. Um, whether some of the claims that you saw on Twitter after the election, you know, this many of this people voted, this many of that people voted, uh, we were doing an investigation on it. It was imminent. It was coming. And I was sitting home watching television with my kids and I got a text from Steve Bannon. He's like, you're a legend. You're gone. I don't know if you know. <laughs> are, you, like, are, what? You, are you back on now though? I am. I went on, uh, yeah, I'll tell you, Tucker, it's what, the well, only one how, had my back. How on long that. were you, how long were you, were you banned for? About two days. Two days. Yeah. They say it was an error or something. Nope. They, they just, ju- they totally ignored me, Tim, and so I just weird, reappeared. Dude. I got off of the show <laughs> forty-five ma- minutes later. You know, I got maybe twenty minutes at the opening of Tucker, and maybe by nine o'clock, nine o five, I was just magically. Did you talk? Wow. Were you talking about the ban on Tucker? N- n- yes, that's what he 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 called uh, to have me on to talk about it. Here's what here's what I think. So you remember when Elon Musk was like, he he secured the deal, and then all of a sudden, all these left accounts and celebrities lost followers. Yeah. Tons of right-wing and libertarian accounts gained followers. I think it's obvious that there's some kind of Enron shenanigans going on, shenanigans going on burning documents, <laughs> destroying evidence. Something's happening because they know Elon's about to come in. Mm. I think it involves the government. I think Alex gave us that hint. Yeah. Just that little teeny drop that he could say without getting specifics. And now he can't say more because it involves the government. That could be taken out of context and make it sound like you're talking about Alex Jones about oh, some Alex random Jones. thing. In, <laughs> about uh, oh, right. Like, I didn't get to the that's government. That's a 20-second clip. Yeah. That's my, the joke I post is uh, there's a video going viral showing, like, who's that? Who's that? Bugs. Yeah, who's Cold that fat Kidman? comedian? Oh, oh no, um, Anna James, Ferris. James Corden. James Corden. They're yeah. eating crickets and ants and stuff. Yeah. That's gross. gross. And then they're like, uh, I just saw that and I was like, the year is 2037. Alex Jones is sworn in as president. His first act is to is an executive order turning all the frogs straight. That's right. But my, you know, the joke is just they show you these videos of people eating bugs, and I think people are going to go and vote for Trump. Yeah. Joe Biden, all he needs to do to lose is come on, be like, come on, man, vote for me, and you'll be eating crickets. People are going to be like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to vote for that. I'm out. <laughs> like, I don't want to do that. Too much. I think it's a safe, maybe not assumption, but a safe consideration that the government is involved. Because it's Twitter. It's a huge social media company. They come in with cease and desist orders. They come in with gag orders. Yep. They say, you need to ban this person. You're legally obligated not to ever mention any of, anything about this ever. So they'll give the person a no reason ban. End of story. I was talking to this guy uh, when I was in Austin. 
and he said, uh, I, I think we're going to have him on the show. He worked for the government. He worked in the Trump administration. And he said, the view of the national security apparatus is that the meme stuff and Donald Trump was undermining our national security and mm-hmm. must be stopped. And so what their goal is, they want to make the right present, but politically ineffective, cause just enough damage to the right so they, they can be present, look like they're putting up a fight, but lose. Because yeah. if you come in and just outright ban everybody, it creates ripples and destabilizes the system. So they're trying to make it a 49-51 scenario. So the Democrats just slightly win every time. But it looks like the Republicans yeah. are so close. Yeah, it, it disrupt equilibrium a little bit and just make it a, a, a – that, but that's the way it is in the media right now. I mean they almost have – and I say this uh, – you know, I, I use this analogy really. I don't know if anybody plays pool, but it's almost like that. I would completely expect that because it's almost like Democrats have this advantage everywhere else. Whether it's the media, the pollsters, whatever. Um, you know, it's like you're playing a game of pool with somebody. They want the six. If you don't spot them the six, uh, they put a, you know, they, they have a canary or don't want to play the game at all. It's like they have this built in advantage. Um, and when it comes to messaging, they lost that in 2016. And their major lesson that they learned from all of this was not that there are people out there who have grievances. Those grievances are legitimate. Maybe we should listen to them. That was not their lesson. The lesson they took from this was let's control information. We lost control of the information yep. flow. Those memes, I, I've heard they take those seriously. They were effective. They were. I mean, Magic, were. man. Yeah. yeah. Donald Trump was memed into the president. You said that you thought yeah. the Democrats had control of the polls or had influence in the polls as well. What evidence think, have you seen of that? Yeah, I think w- without a doubt uh, – there's just no justification with, for some of the misses that we've seen. Uh, you know, there, there are a lot of problems for me and we call them artifacts, you know, depending on the, your methodology that you create artifacts within polling that, uh, will then result in problems, you know, distortions in your results and you'll be wrong. But you can't be that wrong that you're Biden plus 17 in Wisconsin. Well, yeah. Guys, so that's not an accident. How did, how did this happen that the polls were just so blatantly wrong? Yeah. Well, in 16, I'm getting to be, I'm more of a cynic now and I'm, I'm basically a full blown cynic. But after 16, I really was naively thinking that if we just kept performing better than everybody else, they'll realize that, look, I see your problems. Just pay attention and, and, uh, and adjust your methodologies. But they never did. And in 18, Everybody wanted to whitewash how bad the Senate polls were, especially uh, looking at just the national generic ballot vote and House vote for, for the House of Representatives. But the presidency was coming. And in 2020, obviously every presidential election, those are state level polls. You know, there's, the national poll almost doesn't even matter. So if you had a problem with the state polls in the Senate races in 18, why could you legitimately ignore that moving into a presidential election unless you're in, you're intentionally doing that? Was it who, who was it? Nate Silver? He, yes. he, got, he was like, I did a good job. You're wrong. And it's like his polls were miserable. He's he is a glorified poll reader. He is not really a modeler. He's a, a glorified poll reader who has a lot of money for IT on his site and dev on his site. And he's got some really cool tools that you can look at and get almost glamoured into thinking there's something magical or special happening there. There's not. There's not. He he reads polls like any news consumer can read a poll, and I constantly see him all the time. He's a polling guru. The media will call him. He's never conducted a poll in his life, and I've told him actually, prove me wrong. Come to my office. I'll give you the reins. You can sit in front of the software. I'll even give you my sign in. You show me how you do this better. But he would never do an exercise like that. He wouldn't know the first thing to do. So are the polls wrong right now? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, there are some that are doing the best job they can. I have no problem saying that. I mean, this, the guys at Susquehanna, they try their best. Jim Lee over there, uh, Robert Cahaley at Trafalgar. You know, there are a lot of people out there that are really trying to just adjust to this changing world. The rest of them, I gotta tell you, I mean, these repeat offenders, Tim, they know, they know they had a problem the years before. The morning consults, the Reuters, uh, the, the YouGov. Uh, anyone who's, who buys you gov data. They know they have these problems. So there is no legitimate reason for them not to put a pause on their polling after an election to figure out, I got to retool here. I got to figure out what I'm doing wrong. Nope. They go right into it. Yeah, you were saying that in the modern age that the way people collect polling data has changed. Like they yeah. used to do it all by landline, for instance, and now people don't have landlines, so they got to text, but some people don't answer texts, so they got to email. Like, what and but but people they they realize that they're still just calling landlines and that they're just not changing course is that the problem yeah and and this idea that the live caller which is you know you the pollster hires a call center most of them don't have call centers themselves in house so they can you know basically subcontract them out to a vendor and uh there's a lot of money in it so that's another major problem obviously the cost of a poll a live caller poll can be anywhere, and they hate it when I do this on shows. Just tell people how much it costs. But a live caller poll could be around twenty grand, you know, because each interview is going to be about four or five bucks to complete. And somebody who's doing peer-to-peer text messaging, online panels, they could do it a lot cheaper. So part of this is that there's a boys' club, and if you evolve or you force the industry to evolve, they're losing money. Interesting. What's a peer-to-peer method? Oh, well, dumps, yeah, actually, I should have, I should have explained that. Look, you used to be able to just get bombarded with Texas, and most of the time, those were automated softwares that just hit you up. Like, I would upload a CSV file to the software, and your name was on it, your name was on it, but nobody's really on the other end. 10 DLC is a new regulation for pollsters and other people who want to text, but it, it hits pollsters hard. You have got to have a live agent on the other end of that. So maybe it could be Tim who sends out 10,000 himself invites. But if somebody's there to respond, you have to be able to reply or you have, it has to be a live person on the other end. Is it that they have to be able to reply or they have to reply? No, have to be able. The truth is most of them don't, uh, which is kind of defeats the purpose and is a problem because this is 10 DLC is the last attempt by the private sector to get spam to your phone under control. If they don't, the government's going to step in and uh, the cost will go up even more and the regulations will get even more strict. Uh, but you have to register if you do, if your pollster does peer to peer, you have to register, you have to do what, what is basically a, a verification of your company and you are legitimate and you're not just spam. And then there's like little tricks you have to do. Make three or four, you know. So, uh, how, how many how many times how many past elections have we seen major errors from the pollsters? Is 2016, 2018, it's 2020, actually, 20? Yeah, it's actually worse than that. 2016 just showed it because it was a presidential miss, and that doesn't normally happen. Years before Gallup was the gold standard, Gallup was generally right until they messed up in 2012. But 2016 was a real big miss, and presidential polls typically are more accurate than other polls. Uh, so it got everybody's attention. But truth be told, the exit polls have bombed for many years. 2000. I mean, they called Florida for Al Gore, uh, right. way too early because they believed the exit poll data. They did it again in 04. Democrats, for all of the people who pine about January 6th, Democrats challenged the electors in the Senate 
in, in 2004 based on this ridiculous analysis that according to the exit polls, there is no way that John Kerry could lose the state of Ohio. Well, exit polls are flawed, yeah. yet they tried to hold up electors over it. So we saw uh, in 2020 some safe Democrat districts turned yeah. Republican. Yeah. Now you got the New York Times saying far right Latinas with uh, Myra Flores. It's ridiculous. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen in uh, uh, in November? Right, with Myra, Myra Flores, they're saying it's a fluke. Mm-hmm. She won a special election because a bunch of Republicans came out, but she won't win again. Do you think it's going to be better than? Is it going to be a red wave, red tsunami, or is it going to be maybe just get by a little bit? Yeah, in Myra's case, just to say uh, that was a low turnout. Older people who have more uh, ancestral connection to to their voter behavior. So if your family is Democratic, it's always harder for the older people in the family to change that pattern of behavior. So in the November election, more younger people will be out. So they'll have less of a loyalty, a strict loyalty to to the partisan voting index, it's called. And Myra, that will help Myra. So people are wrong with that. Really? Actually. Yeah, it will actually help her because there'll be younger people who aren't so loyal, don't have this history voting Democrat. Um, there'll be more of the, the shift that we see, we've been seeing. Uh, you know, the short answer with Republicans, I think it's a foregone conclusion. They're going to take the House, but they're blowing the opportunity to break their cap in the House majority. And I mean, I can get into that. Sounds like it's on purpose, to be honest. Me too. I absolutely believe that. But but I will say, uh, we'll we'll talk about that. But I just want to add one point, you know, considering that um, Mary here is the typical Gen Z, I think, I think it's going to be a red wave across the board because every Gen Z -er believes the same thing as Mary. You know, that just proves it. (laughs) That's how polls work. She's, she's, of course, Gen Z is all Catholic conservatives, you know, (laughs) and female. Yep. 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 Pretty representative. (laughs) Yes. Um, I want to know, do, do you think that uh, inaccurate polling manipulates uh, public opinion it does and, it, and it, is that really the intention behind it behind and, not improving and fundraising methods? and fundraising oh, yeah. so if you're biden and polls are starting to show a tightening election but then abc news for langer research conducting it for abc news comes out with that 17 point lead in wisconsin well you know wisconsin's a must-win state for donald trump so you stop giving to donald trump oh he's gonna lose my guy's gonna lose i'm not gonna give him 50 bucks mm-hmm. this month um and i i didn't believe that before but i do now because it's more than just they're not listening they're smearing they're coming after me they're coming after robert they're coming after jim um it's not just, all right, these guys have a different philosophy. Let's see who performs better. And at the end of the day, let your track record win. No, they come at you, they smear you, and they attack you. So mm-hmm. that's not professional, and it's not the way this industry works in any other arena. If you're, if you, polling is used for a lot of different things. We just care about political polling more because people, people are, you know, in elections. Uh, but it's, it, it you maybe know, it's you intentional it for branding, right? It's yeah. the only area of public polling where this happens. Well, so I, I guess so maybe, I do maybe it's not an error. Maybe they're not screwing up. Maybe yeah. they're intentionally lying in the polls to try and trick people into voting a different direction. Yeah, I think that's definitely happening on, on, on at least on some level. But there, there are some people that have just, you know, they'll try to retool Tim, but they just keep screwing up because it's organized incompetence. It, it, it's a rock. <laughs> it, you know, it's tough. It's not easy to poll. It's a hard job. It is. So I try to give them leeway. But at this point... Another thing, I want to know, um, why are presidential polls traditionally more accurate? You know, I... Just higher stakes? There's different philosophies with that. Yeah, I think, honestly, you have people who are a little bit more willing to tell you how they're going to vote. But also, this may change in the future because... Mm -hmm. 
the country used to be demographically more similar. Like if you were in uh, Ohio, it didn't look all that different from another Rust Belt state like Illinois, for instance. But now it does. Demographics, uh, demographics are changing quite a bit. So I think that might change. But it, most people would probably tell you that it's easier to go after larger groups, larger populations than it is to go after populations that are a little bit more you know, you, it's it's more granular. I think uh, error rates are bigger with smaller groups. People moved all over because of COVID. We saw a massive uh, exodus from California. We saw people flocking to Florida and Texas. So this is going to have a huge impact that pollsters probably aren't prepared for. Maybe you are. We ask about. You know, we it, this is something I don't know. My Laura, sometimes I say something on uh, you know live, and she'll she'll be like, "Don't tell people that. That's a secret." But we ask about generation. Were you born in the state? Are you second generation? Are you third generation? Uh, to try to catch that. And we also ask more than just race. We ask ethnicity. If you tell us you're white, okay, what would you consider yourself? German? Italian? And you could pick other. Maybe you're multi. That's fine. But most, which one do you most identify with? Uh, if you're Hispanic, are you Puerto Rican? Are you Cuban? Uh, are you Mexican? Are you Guatemalan? I mean, what, what is it? Asian, same thing. Chinese, Filipino, Japanese. We're the only ones who do this. And some of that, Tim, is to try to catch stuff like that. You know, there's, there, the more you ask, if you can get some of this information, it should throw up red flags that maybe you're missing something or there's, there's a shift coming beneath your feet that you gotta try to catch. Let me see. Let me try and, uh, we had this story pulled up. Where did it go? There we go. Let's talk about this, and then we'll get into polls. We have this story oh. from the New York Post. Do you want to read the headline? You made a noise. <laughs> uh, Joe Biden reportedly exports 5 million oil barrels despite U.S. grass prices. How From our strategic oil reserve. I, I, I threw up my mouth a little bit when I saw this story. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that they would be so stupid or just so evil. Gas prices are through the roof. They're at record highs. It's like, I think 480 according to AAA. Five, it hit five, you know, a month ago. People are struggling. They're dipping into their savings. They're running out of money. Peep, the supply chain is, is crippled. And Joe Biden says, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull 20 million barrels, strategic reserve to help make lower prices. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, we find out now he exported to Europe and Asia. So let me just simplify this for you. At a time when we don't have enough and the prices are through the roof, Biden gave some away. For what reason? I, 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 I don't know how you look at a story like this and think that the Democrats could win anything. Maybe he exported it at a profit, spiking the market somewhere there's, else. There's and- one argument that he's trying to spike the, the, the price of gas by selling below market, losing money intentionally to force yeah. everyone else to compete with the low price. But he doesn't have enough oil to that's do a, that. That's what yeah. I was going to say. It, it's not enough to drive. I think it has more to do with Ukraine. The, oh, well, go ahead. No, yeah, I think yeah. it's, it's, they want fuel for the war. They're and all, so I think that's what they're doing. You're laundering Europe, fuel in the Ukraine? Yo, Joe Biden might be. Could you did, it, was engaged in illicit deals with Ukraine and now he's cutting checks by if, a billion. If he for these sends people. it to Germany and then Germany sends theirs to Ukraine, we essentially send it to Ukraine. Yeah, and that's called also, laundering. You, you also have, uh, Putin. The movements from the Russian, Russian army, we, we were all told he was going to go into Kiev, but it was a failure, so we had to pull back. If you look at where he is, I mean, he's right over the shell of the pods. So, uh, right. I mean, this, it, it all, I don't know how you could look at the Russian military's position 
and and conclude anything other than the Western media was lying to us and absolutely Putin absolutely had a plan. And Insane propaganda. All these videos coming out of Ukrainian soldiers with cigars being like, "I just killed a uh, bunch of Russians." The, like key, the cigar. What was like, it? Oh, the please, Kiev. Dude. The the pilot. The ghost of Kiev. The ghost. Of Kiev. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, some that was of like day one. Ridiculous. Yeah. Look, day look, three or something. I like Ukraine. I have friends there. Amazing country. Really enjoyed my time there. I'm sad to see what's happening, but I am sick of the lies and the manipulation. I think there's two things. One, I think it is bad that Putin invaded. I think he was losing the soft power conflict. So he wanted, he, he wants to maintain control of Crimea for the warm water port. He wants the eastern regions for a lot of reasons. There's politics, there's ideology, there's partisanship, all that stuff. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. However, I think Joe Biden, in a much bigger way, is beholden to Ukraine for the illicit deals that he was doing. Okay. And that explains it. Look, people are like, why didn't Vladimir Putin invade when Donald Trump was president? Good question. I think Putin did fear Donald Trump a little bit. Why is all this going down now under Joe Biden? Because I think Joe Biden was cutting back room deals. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got to pause. I don't think I know. You know it. Because yeah. there's a video of Joe Biden yeah. saying, I said, you're not getting the money unless you fire the prosecutor. Just so happens that prosecutor was investigating the company where Joe Biden's son was on the board. So I'm not saying that's why he fired the guy. I'm not going that far. I'm saying, wouldn't any prosecutor just show it to a jury and be like, Hey, Dumb. how about that? <laughs> so now Joe Biden is cutting our taxpayer dollars, or I should say Federal Reserve money, by the billions. What are that, $70 billion? And then he's like, we're going to send hundreds of millions of more weapons and fuel now going to Europe. I think they got him by the balls. I think Joe Biden was cutting dirty deals for his son, and now he has no choice but to but to force us to be involved. And I don't think it's just Joe Biden. I think it's the bureaucratic state. They've invested too much in this and they won't back down. So the Democrats are all on board. And then the low information voters who are too stupid to realize what's going on, who couldn't tell you where Cutter was, let alone the Cutter Turkey pipeline, are sitting there going like, Yank Joe Biden, you're a hero. Slava Ukraina. <laughs> Which is why it was such a scandal. The media held all of this from the American people and electorate to begin with. Because th this is why you care whether your president is doing deals like this. If if Obama had appointed him as the front man for U.S.-Ukraine relations and he used that position to enrich his family, to enrich himself, you don't put people who are potentially I, – I don't want to use the Rachel Maddow word, but they can. <laughs> they can. They got you by the short and curlies and you have no choice. I mean the polls have been going back to the polling. Americans never wanted to do this. They never wanted to send lethal aid. At one point, we barely had them teetering in favor of sending humanitarian aid, which is this, you know, very ethereal term. You know, they just view it as money. Uh, but when you got to lethal force or anything else, they were out. 
They never, and he just ignored that. So yeah, have you ever seen an unpopular president ignore the will of the people and do what Joe Biden does in these cases? And I would argue no. And you never see a congressional Democratic leadership, any majority, who has an unpopular president just ignore the unpopularity of these moves and just full steam ahead as if there's no political repercussions. They just don't care, it looks like. Something else, it's different. That's not how it works. You know, presidents with 37% approval ratings don't have political clout. This is is the perfect example of the ship hit the iceberg and the elites are stealing as much fine china and silverware as they can running to the lifeboats and everyone's going what 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 are you doing and they're like slava ukraina and you're like yeah okay and then they jump on the lifeboats and they're (laughs) and then when we fix the boat they'll be like oh oh i found all this silverware (laughs) that someone was trying to steal (laughs) that's great let me back into my room i'll see you tomorrow i i I think that's one way to put it i don't i wouldn't go so far as to say the ship sinks and we're all just adrift and they're riding away on the lifeboats waving the silverware at us i think what's likely to happen is that the ship sinks partially it's crippled we're all still on it life sucks a bit and then we see them off in the distance partying cheersing with china pouring the champagne and being like there you go and then human ingenuity kicks in, and we're like, "Well, we evolved because we have to. Let's fix this boat." Question is, what, do we do we hunt them down? Do we do we sail after these cri- criminals and punish them, or do we just live on with our daily lives and make life better? I'm I open. like your outcome better. All right, I do. It's more optimistic, you know, but yeah. it is true. Um, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, the right? I think country I think, has a way of writing itself, Tim. But I think bad things are ahead. I think I think you look at stories like this, and I'm just surprised they would even dare admit it. Yeah, you know, just I, Joe Biden is effectively looking you in the eyes, American people, and saying, "Hey, man, five bucks a gallon? So what? Yeah. I gave your strategic oil reserves away. Disgusting. The oil that we have saved for a rainy day, not for high prices, but for when we're at war or there's a major shortage." He just giving it away. Oh, maybe he considers us at war. Maybe that's what this is. I wonder who did he yeah, send that's the, true. Who did he send it to? Did it was exported to Europe and Asia. It was sold. It was transported. Companies were involved. Look, I think the official explanation is that they were hoping to shock the market into lower prices. Mm. It's just massively stupid. Way too and little. I don't. I don't care if that was the case. It's not what strategic oil reserves are for. Exactly. This is this reeks of Joe Biden is dragging the United States into a conflict with Russia. NATO was involved. U.S. intelligence is aiding the Ukrainians, and they're just pretending like they didn't unilaterally unilaterally declare war. Yeah, that's what they do. When that his advisor came out like three or four days ago, or last week, I think, and said, you know, this is all for. He didn't use liberal economic order. He used the. Do you remember exactly? Liberal world order. Liberal world yeah. order, liberal. also known as the liberal economic order, U.S.-led global rules-based economy. There's all these names for it, but, but then, it was pretty clear that that's why we're suffering right now. But then he has the audacity today to go out and make the remarks that he makes. And he chuckles. About, I call it Putin inflation. As if anyone yeah. believes that. Putin Nobody inflation. believes that. Dude, he did a, a talk where he was like, it's Russia. Russia, uh-huh. Russia, Russia. Like a Brady Bunch Brady thing. Bunch, yep. Marsha, Marsha. They, they, I think at this point he knows he's done. And, and they, I, I think the Democrats were like, look, we're going to run Biden against Trump. We're going to get Obama nostalgia. Then we, we put all of our sins upon him and sacrifice him. Kid, yeah, I, I think all right of the really that. awful things they wanted to do, they put on Biden so that they get him out and then they can be like, oh, geez, oh, you know, we'll come and fix it. I don't see how, uh, any Democrat could win. Like in twenty four, in twenty four, we've pulled them all. Save a miracle. Had the, their problem because I, 
I think you're right about that. They were going to just sacrifice him and, you know, put Kamala right in there. Uh, because th- these people really believe she was likable or would be likable. <laughs> I kid you not. That's the craziest thing. The bubble these people live in. They really thought she was going to be like the second Have you coming. heard her talk? I, 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 she basically never got to Iowa, yet somehow the general electorate is going to fall in love with her. So now they're in this no. position. We've polled them all. Kamala, Pete Buttigieg. Hillary, I, last month I had to bring back Hillary Clinton. No, I did. No. Because <laughs> oh, nobody's no. viable. Trump is killing them all. What, what about, about Michelle? Michelle? Yeah. Uh, you know what? That's the next one I'm going to do because I normally would say, and I'm going to be careful here, she's a lot like Kamala. Mm. Until you see her, she's That's all true. shiny and the media paints her up. But the minute you really focus on her, she's not likable. She's not I nice. She's nasty. She's definitely right. the, uh, you think she's nasty? She's the authoritarian oh, in that family. Yeah. Yeah. Go back All that matters is that DNC speech she gave for Biden. I mean, they painted over it. What a beautiful speech. But just go back and watch it yourself. And look at her mannerisms. Notice, by the way, she'll never mention Kamala because she hates Kamala Harris. How funny would it be if they like the only person they have is Michelle Obama? So like she's coming out. You got to do it, Michelle. She walks out with a big old smile (laughs) and she's waving and then she goes, "This country is a bunch of disgusting (laughs) deplorables." That's crush them. How do you know she hates Kamala Harris? Uh, just the vibe you get. (laughs) No, she hates Kamala Harris. Um. And actually, Obama doesn't like Biden. I mean, the, the, yeah. these relationships. How do you know? Because Obama know is quoted as saying, never undermes- uh, underestimate Joe Biden's ability to F things up. That's right. She feels like they're, uh, her husband kind of made a fool of her a little bit. And then it's, he, he did this. And I'm going to walk the line here, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> There's like rumors. And uh, he made this public statement about how she was the most attractive attorney general in the country. Which apparently Michelle oh. didn't like very much. Oh, I see. Then there, see. Th- then they Trouble went on paradise, huh? separate vacations. Oh, and, and drama, drama. It's been Obama drama. drama. Yeah. It's the Obama is definitely not no drama. Obama, that wow. he's got drama, and uh, you know I, he's he's a cool cat in front of the camera. You know you got to give it to him. Uh, but yeah. his wife is not, and I'm telling you, when that comes out on camera and. I know what happened. The American people. I know exactly what happened. You, like you they're sh- at they're at a fundraiser. Kamala's sitting there and she's drinking. Obama walks up and they're talking. And he goes, uh, "You know, Kamala, I blew up a bunch of kids when I was president." Oh my and gosh. she's like, oh, "How many kids did you blow up?" A whole bunch. She's like, "Wow, wow." She's like, "I also love torturing people." And he was like, "We got something in common." That's right. Yeah, Kamala Harris, man. When she, Tulsi Gabbard roasted her on the DNC stage, it was one of the best moments in political history. It, it was, and she's got a reputation which Michelle Obama knew about well before the rest of the country did. And you know, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> she's got a reputation. Oh yeah, yeah. One way to put it. Does, is that a yeah. real? Is that basically oh, it's real? real. So yeah, it's real. she basically that she slept her way to the top. She did. Or well, or well, well, That's the rumor. She, she slept, slept away with to people. Willie Brown's top. Yeah, she yeah. slept with people that she was working with. You know, then got promoted. Yes, and uh, yeah. got to, and then got yeah. like handpicked by the guy who runs the machine out there, who was her boyfriend, Crazy thirty years or elder, I think, right? Something like wow. that. Willie Brown. Um and sadly, when she first got the top cop job in that city, he was a decent guy. Uh, but Willie just wanted to put his girl in there. So they, they destroyed this guy. And when she did, she broke uh, fundraising laws and you know basically had to pay a small fine because of her relationship with Willie. I mean, wow. he got her out. It, it's, it's bad. You know, I, I think what actually happened, and I don't blame Obama for this, you know, Kamala got real close, whispered in his ear, tell me about all the kids. 
lets you blow up. <laughs> he was like, oh boy, oh my. That was it. And that was it. He couldn't, he couldn't handle it. He was just like, well, there was one kid and then there was another kid. Shell did not like Actually, that. Actually, all the military age males that we blew up, blew them up too. Michelle's like, what are you on the phone with her for three hours at night about? <laughs> yeah. He's got a, he's got about the kids. So there's a thing, texting. there was a thing called the disposition matrix. You're familiar with it? No. It's, uh, it's, uh, the disposition matrix is the formal name for Obama's kill list. Oof. Yes. He was oh. given, uh, what, oh, yeah. they were, it was called like baseball cards every Tuesday and he would select who to kill. Yikes. So he's, he's, he's in his, you know, he's in his bed and he's sitting on his stomach with <laughs> yeah. his picking his feet and he's like, well, we had, uh, Anwar Awlaki blow him up. Uh, he was an American citizen, no charge of trial. Uh, and then I blew up his son. And then he starts listing all the people just on the list and Kamala's like, oh, say more names. Who else did you blow up? What about Julian Assange? Locked him in a prison. Yeah. You know, that was all the authoritarian wet dreams. Yeah. That was one of the worst stories of his presidency. Uh, Amal Al-Awlaki. Well, mm-hmm. Abdurrahman Al-Awlaki. Uh, yeah, I mean, c- collateral. You know, whoops. Um, that wasn't collateral. I yeah. Think it was. I, me either. But th- Wait, that's for those, what For those that don't argue, know. Cause yeah, people should know. Uh, Anwar Al-Awlaki was a jihadi. He was an American citizen. And so uh, we blew him up. That was it. The, a drone strike killed him without charge or trial. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, they vaporized that, him. In okay. Somalia, right? I think it was in Somalia. Yeah, yeah. They, they or was it in Yemen? It was in Yemen. Anwar Yemen. Was, I think it was Anwar? Yemen. I don't want to yeah. get this wrong. Anwar was in Yemen, I think. Oh, I thought okay, they were both. Abdurrahman was in Yemen. Uh, then they, so I thought, they both were, right? They might have been. Yeah. So okay. uh, Anwar al-Awlaki was an American citizen who was killed by Obama. That's murder. It I, was I don't, murder. You yeah, can't Anwar just, was killed in Yemen for sure. Okay, Yemen. That's just murder. You don't get to Flat be like, out. it's a military operation targeting an American citizen. No, we have charge or trial. You can't execute somebody who's an American citizen, let alone, I don't like the fact they do it to anybody. Abdurrahman Al-Awlaki was a 16-year-old American citizen who was vacationing in Yemen visiting his grandparents, blew up a civilian restaurant with a drone strike, and went, oops, I don't buy it. My opinion is Obama was telling everybody, if you screw with us, I will murder your kids. Yeah. That's what he did. Yeah. Whether know, it was intentional I, or not, fine. I mean, Tim, this is a guy who worked with the Bush – this is somebody – and I don't want to say work with the Bush administration, but after 9-11, the Bush State Department was looking around for influential imams to help them reach out to the Muslim community. Amal Awlaki was one of the invite – he got invited to that uh, initial – was well, you know, dinner, come, come hang out, let's all get together, figure out how to do outreach. He was an imam in Virginia. So how did he get from, you know, you're going to be our point man – to the Muslim American community in the D.C. suburbs. How did you go from that to being public enemy number one? What happened in the time period, you know, where Bush cut him loose? And we're supposed to believe his kid died in an accident. Uh, It's too much. I'll tell you this. And then no trial? If if anyone in this country accidentally killed a 16-year-old and blew up a civilian restaurant, would they be in prison? Right. You betcha. Right. Not Obama. He Not killed. Obama. Skated out he killed the son two weeks after he killed yep, the that's dad. Right. That's right. Blowing up a civilian restaurant. Yeah, maybe in a cafe. He was eating outside at a civilian restaurant in Yemen. That's right. And the Obama administration ordered a drone strike, blowing him up. So technically, that's the disposition what, matrix. Could you imagine if Trump did that? They went nuts when he killed well, Qasem Soleimani. Trump had a commando raid that killed Abdurrahman's younger sister. So was there a legitimate target in that though, or? There's a legitimate target in the, in the claims of the Abdulrahman Alalaki situation. Now, the, I, the one thing I will say is, I think all of it demands an investigation. If Trump ordered a commando raid and a seven-year-old American girl was killed, I want to see Absolutely. a hearing. Absolutely. However, with Abdulrahman Alalaki, this is definitive. We have the reports. We have the official statements from the U.S. government. They know they did it. They admit they did it. With Donald Trump and the, the seven-year-old uh, sister of uh, Abdulrahman, we have 
family testimony that this is actually what happened. So no real hard evidence other than claims made by people who are there. Either way, I'd love to see an inquiry. I don't, I don't think we should sit back and allow the executive branch to just be like, we killed somebody, we were accused, we ignore it. I'm not saying put Trump on trial and scream and wave your arms in the air. I'm saying, let's get a real answer uh, as to what up. that was. You mess up. I'm and- also, I'm also not going to play this game where, you know, I say, oh, okay, well, you know, Trump did it. No, no, no. Obama was, the, was the one who, who, who killed these people. And I think it was four American citizens. Then we can have, a, we can have a discussion about what happened with Trump in a commando raid. But I want to I want to start with Obama first and not lose track of things. Not that I think anyone's anything will ever happen. But justifying it's it's that's a dangerous line. Justifying uh, he was just a terrorist. You know, he was Al Qaeda's main propaganda guy. He, uh, he ran Inspire. Look at January 6th, everything that's going on. You could be the domestic terrorist tomorrow. That's right. I could be the domestic terrorist tomorrow. And that was just completely blown over. You know, we all went on with our lives. And don't think that the U.S. government is beyond this stuff. We've, we've seen, oh, what, we've seen, we've seen what yeah. happened with, um, what was it in, uh, in Philadelphia? What was it? The cops blew up that neighborhood. Do you remember what that was called? I, I don't, I don't, but you know, there's pl- plenty of examples of these. Kent State. Ruby Ridge. Oh man. Yeah, that's Waco. right. Even Waco. Waco. I was just at Waco too. Uh, brutal stuff. I went to well, Kent let's, State. Let's, uh, let's, 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 um, I guess, Laugh. 1985 Philadelphia bombing. Is this it? Yeah. City, change the city forever. Just another day. Uh, this is like something that has not got a lot of attention. I don't know. Oh, that gets a lot of attention all the time. It, it comes up regularly. But, uh, let's, let's, let's do this. Let's, um, let's laugh as we watch the demise. I have this tweet oh, from <laughs> leftism for you. What? Just another day in New York City. <laughs> Insane. At, at Bell Fries in NYC. Some women got angry that extra sauce cost, I think it was a dollar fifty. And so they just ransacked the whole place. Jumping over, smashing everything, attacking people, and just destroying everything. Why is there so many videos like this? Something is happening in places like New York. Get out of the city is the only thing I can say. The official story apparently. Yeah, okay, $1.75. Women destroy Manhattan business, leaving employees bloodied for $1.75. Couldn't get their extra sauce. What's happening? Um, people are disarmed and unable to defend themselves. The first thing I saw when I watched this video, I was thinking about it from the person's perspective that was being attacked and having their, their business destroyed or whoever they were. What if they were armed and they fired at the attackers? Would that have been justified? They'd go to jail. Yeah, in New York, you could have a major problem. Um, I personally know somebody who, uh, <laughs> had a real, if, if the governor himself didn't get involved in New Jersey, it would have went a lot different for him. And that was defending himself and his wife against an attacker. They wanted him to use equal force in his own home. Came home from work. But he didn't use equal force uh, or at least attempt to. That's an insane concept. It's crazy. Define equal force. Exactly. How do you know if the guy in front of you is a black belt or not? Right. Brazilian jiu-jitsu MMA. Oh, well, uh, officer, I shot him because I saw his ears. He had cauliflower ears. That justified equal force, right? How do you have no – you have no idea. When when, when we had – back when I was in Jersey – we had a, a crazy pedo guy try to break in. Like, Ugh. and uh, you know, he's like, tell my story. And like, we hear it's like <laughs> three in the morning. I call the cops. I'm like, yo. And the cops said to me, uh, he's like, if it were me, I'd answer the door with a shotgun. And I was like, okay. So I went on my journey trying to figure out how to get a gun. It was very difficult. I was lied to left and right. Finally figured out how to get one. And then I was sold basically the way it was broken down to me. If you're in your house, someone breaks in. In New Jersey, you have to flee your home. Yeah. You have to jump out the window or whatever, get away. You can't only if you're cornered. And then I'm like, okay, how do you define cornered? I don't know. You're going to get arrested. You're going to get charged with murder. And then you're going to argue to the jury why it wasn't actually murder. Yes. yes. 
So it's like, okay, so a guy can break to my house and I'm, I can't defend myself without getting charged with felonies and arrested. That's right. I'm leaving this day. That's what I said. I'm out. In this case, it was, uh, he was being, I mean, he was messed up. He was being brutally assaulted with a piece of firewood that was by the fireplace. The guy just took it and just started, you know, viciously beating him over the head with it. So cracking his face. So he was a plumber and he took, uh, one of the box cutter knives. He still had his tool belt on. He came home from work and he found the guy in there with his wife and assaulting her. Wow. And he was not as strong. As the guy, I, I, so he he got he, the guy was on top of him, hitting him with wood. He took a box cutter. They arrested is, him, charged him. He had to later demonstrate that he was this you is know, New Jersey, right? Yes. This is the annoying thing. I had a lot of people say to me, "No, Tim, you're wrong. New Jersey's partial castle doctrine. You can defend yourself no, that, in your own home." No, 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 it's not. It's crazy that anyone would think New Jersey. What do they call it? one of the evil seven? That's what gun <laughs> owners call them. Uh, would, would would allow this? No, no, no. You're in your home. And so the way the house we had was set up is the my room, there's no way out. You jump out the window from the second floor. So if someone broke in, I'm like, I got one path. I have no choice. So I see someone breaking in my house, and I'm supposed to stop and, and, and try and discern, do they have a weapon? Are they going to attack me in my own home? I guess I'll just wait and find out. That's New Jersey for you. You need the governor to come in and try to basically help you based on the castle doctrine rule no no lawyer is going to walk into a court and argue that to get you off it was crazy um and that story has a really tragic ending by the way really oh the whole family was destroyed over it wow it was ter- it was just terrible west virginia is a bit different a little bit west virginia I, it's it's actually kind of crazy you, depending on who you ask obviously you want to be reasonable right. but if you're out on your property in the middle of the night and someone's trespassing on your land you are in many circumstances justified in using lethal force against them. Now, not entirely. It depends on uh, standing your ground. Someone's trespassing. You have no assumption, like you have no no duty to make assumptions about who they are, what they're doing. If they're on your property late at night, you feel threatened. Now, if it's during the day and you see someone walking on your land, you have to be like, hey, get off, leave now or else. But uh, Maryland's a bit better, not that great, not much better than New Jersey. So I uh, we we we've, we've talked about all this stuff in Maryland you have a you don't have a duty to retreat from your home but you do have a duty to retreat to your home. So if you're outside and someone starts walking on the property, you have to tell them to leave. If they don't, you go into your house. Go inside. Okay. If they then try to enter, you are justified in using force. And I think the reason this probably happens is because Maryland, although it is still a very awful gun gun rights state, you still have Western uh, Western Maryland, which wants to be West Virginia. In West Virginia, <laughs> it's basically, were you reasonable in trying to avoid harm? You don't have to retreat to your house. It's your property. We're not going to make assumptions. And, and that makes sense, too. And the issue is, in West Virginia, your property is probably a big piece of land. Yeah. So if you're on Different like... Different situation. Right. If you're on 10 acres of open land and you're, you know, doing something on your property, you can't necessarily retreat to your house. So that's why it's a bit different, but uh, West Virginia is a bit better. And then you get like Texas and Florida. Florida, yeah, Texas and good Florida too. are basically yeah. like make what is it make my day laws yeah. or something. Yeah, like that. make my day. You're basically yeah. uh, somebody's <laughs> walking on your yard. They don't respond. You're good to put one in their left cheek at least. Yikes, you know, man. I mean, it's it's you know, it, but again, there have been pushes um, in the last ten years, especially. Saw it with Trayvon Martin. That was a national case. They tried to come after the stand your ground, but George Zimmerman was acquitted because he was in that case 
It's a perfect example. They lied he about felt everything. like he was reasonably re, he had a reasonable fear that his life was in danger. Well, he was on the ground. He was getting his being head beaten punched in, in the yeah. face repeatedly. That's right. And the media lied about everything, as they always do. And then you actually ended up seeing this in the surveillance footage. One, we learned Zimmerman was a Mexican guy, and his yeah. face was bloodied up. I remember yeah. that. That was that Zimmerman was following Trayvon Martin, and then Martin was like, "Hey, stop following me!" And the guy was like, "I, I have a reason to suspect you're doing something." And then Trayvon jumped on him. Well, them basically, we we don't know exactly what happened. We know that Zimmerman was like driving in his truck. He sees Trayvon Martin with the hoodie, watch, yeah, like walking through these yards, and then a confrontation ensued. He called nine one one and said, "Hey, this guy looks pretty suspicious. He's like wearing a hoodie." And then they said, "You know, describe him to us." NBC takes that audio and removes the questioning from the 911. So you just hear Zimmerman being like, "He's suspicious. He looks black," even though it's not what he said. They asked him. Uh, a fight broke out for some reason. Trayvon had him on the ground, and he was doing what was called a ground and pound, where he was pummeling him. Yeah, and then that's Zimmerman, when the ref will pull you off in MMA. Zimmerman that's on the reason. ground because that means the fight's over at that exactly. point. Exactly. Zimmerman on the ground pulled out his gun and fired into his chest, and then the media lied about everything. Yeah, and they claimed that he was a racist white guy profiling a black teenager, and it's like Zimmerman's Mexican. It's a Florida <laughs> neighborhood watch thing. Uh, Trayvon was 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 beating him up. You know what I think happened? I think Zimmerman was overzealous. I think he was yeah. probably like, I'm neighborhood watch. Yeah. Trayvon Martin was like disrespected and insulted by it, said, screw you. Who are you? You can't tell me what to do. Two guys got into a fight. One guy had a gun. That's what happens. This narrative about a racist white guy. It's like Zimmerman wasn't even a cop. He was just yeah, some totally dude. irrelevant. So totally that's the irrelevant. narrative they run with. And now I saw this thing about like, it's like Gen Z and millennials running for office. And then there's one guy and he was like, a racist white man killed Trayvon Martin. And that woke me up. And I'm like, this dude is not, doesn't even read. He just got memes off the internet. He, he believes the memes, and now we've got to deal with governance based on memes. He's having that dream where he woke up in his dream, but he's still sleeping, but he thinks he woke up, and he's like, but why is reality so still so weird? Because you're still sleeping, bro. So oh. look, these, 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 uh, New York is, well, what's is, this is my, chaos, the reason man. I brought it up? Do you think that these big cities are going to eventually start laxing gun laws and be like, we need the civilians to step up and help us police our city because the cops can't do it? I saw Philadelphia almost like a raid where there's like a hundred or more people on the street just screaming and fighting and, and like four cops, I think, were present. Completely incapable. I mean, what at some yeah, point yeah, yeah. you tap okay, the militia and you're like, yo, bro. we need help. San Francisco, they were raiding those uh, those stores. They just run in and steal everything and run out. Yeah, you can't. In Civilization New York breaking has down, a, man. New York has a history of that, too. They had, uh, and the name is escaping me, but they would run around with the red on, something angels. I think they were called, and they were basically really when uh, Mayor started with a D before Giuliani. Uh, the the city was a wreck. So the town came, you know, the city each borough oh, yeah, had their own yeah, yeah. angels that would come, right. and they man they policed the subways. I remember them actually. Remember they the subways, the, subways the streets. Yes, that's coming back. Uh, it's that's and, scary. And that's my that was my point. This stuff will guardian it, angels. The guardian angels. Thank you. And one of them even ran for mayor once. Yeah. It was uh, a non, recently, just recently. non-profit international volunteer organization. Uh, they did the they did the job. They would affect citizens' arrests and everything. So did the mayor ask for their help? Nope. They just stood up and they were just like, "Did it militia time?" <laughs> right. They know? just yeah, well, they you, you know, you know the story of the subway vigilante, right? I don't know, no. So, uh, do you know the story? I do. Yeah, like, I mean, I was young, but I mean, it was big news. You were in New York at the time? Yeah. Was, do you want to tell the story? And no, I just remember this guy was running around basically, uh, you know, being... Well, it was take, one major incident. It, it was it, it was one guy, right? It, it didn't was, turn it out was, to be a group. It was one guy, and he was on the subway, 
and he I think he shot what was it three or five people uh, and then he was accused Major by the protests. left of being racist yeah. that he racially profiled some black men and shot him he said he was being mugged and so he defended himself with an illegal weapon. I think. I think it might. Have it been, was, uh, it no, was the, the gun was illegal. I it think. was. Illegal. I think so. Yeah. So you had people both sides of the aisle, you know, constantly outside. But protesting. he was a folk hero in New York. Yes. The crime was so T-shirts. bad. T-shirts. Yep. Everything. People were just like, "Yay, fight back!" The crime was very so bad. Unassuming white guy, you know, like middle right, middle aged. I think he was. I mean, very unassuming. And then people, of course, looked at him like, "Yeah, this guy's trying to be a hero." He was basically what they did to Richard Jewell. The left tried to oh, do to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. You I don't know, know what's Richard Jewell? What's his? He story? was a security guard uh, in Atlanta when the bombing went off during what the Olympics or something. Right? I think so. Yeah, and they made a movie about it. They him. did to make a movie about him. Uh, they tried accusing him of being the bomber. Yeah. He was the guy who, like, he was actually the hero. He was, was a security yeah, guard. He was the hero who cleared the area out. I mean, the media killed this man. Yeah. They killed him. They ran his health into the ground, and his heart literally gave up. That's that's so much. It was, up. yeah, the Centennial Olympic Park yes, bombing, 1996 yeah. Summer Olympics that's in Atlanta. That's right. It was security for the music that was going on there at the time, and he saw a suspicious pack. Every, by the way, all the cops... There were feds around. They always mocked him, said he's the overzealous cop wannabe. He was a, a deputy in a neighboring town at one point. But he was right about that book pack. He was right. And he cleared everybody out, and he saved who knows how many lives. But the feds had nowhere to start, so they looked right at the – they looked right. right at Richard Jewell. This it really was the a, feds' fault before it was the, me, the media's this fault. Is, this is one of the reasons the country's falling apart. I made a video – man, I think it's been four years – talking about why men are no longer helping women and children. I read this story about a guy who was in a store and uh, this woman, this female journalist, saw him uh, walk walking down like the aisle and there's a little kid who's crying and alone. She looks to this guy. He stops, turns around and immediately runs away. She sees people come up to help the kid. Once she realized the kid's safe, she runs up to the guy and asks him, why didn't you help this kid? And he says, are you kidding? I'd be accused of the, being the kidnapper yeah. or something. I'm not going anywhere near that kid. Yeah. And she was like, this man saw a child in distress and ran away because he would be accused. And so there was another story where a woman was being beaten in the subway and everyone just watched. And then she got really mad. She's like, why aren't the men standing up and protecting me? It's like, because nobody wants to be involved because the legal ramifications are you go to jail if you try and stop them. This was four years ago. Now look at New York City. Yeah. What would happen? You got these women smashing up this rest, this, this burger place or whatever, bell fries, whatever it is, and they're ripping things apart. They're throwing things at this guy. What would he, what would happen if he took any, any weapon to defend himself? They'd go crazier. They'd get even more angry. They'd attack him even more. You'd be a the, frenzy. The guys would then be like, whoa, oh, oh, and then more people would jump in. What if he then pulled out a gun? Somebody else pulled out a gun. You get a shootout. Then if, if this guy defended himself, not only that, the city would probably come after him. So he does nothing. These three women, I guess, have been arrested and charged over, over what happened. But this well, is, it, this is, it, but, but no, it's, it's not. It's something. If you break into my place of business and the you're damage. doing this, I should be allowed to stop you. For sure. But That's you're my not, opinion. Not in New York. It's not like the York. protests in, in the summer of love. Like you had to just put up with your business it's getting attacked. Otherwise you were a racist. The cause is always more important than people. There's this meme. They're like, people keep saying it's it's. I, I understand that's wrong that a black man lost his life, but but it's wrong that buildings are being destroyed. And you should be saying, I understand it's wrong that buildings are destroyed, but it's worse that a black man lost his life. And I'm like, uh, how about this? We all agree that innocent and unarmed people should not be killed. 
That doesn't justify you burning down or looting the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing to do with each other. This is the game they play. They'll, th- what's the argument for this stuff? The looting and the chaos and the destruction. What's the argument? Yeah. Why normally they have some kind of social justice angle that they want to, they want the yeah. greater good. There's no greater good here. There's a dollar seventy-five for extra sauce. Why? Why isn't the right leading with this story? That's why is the right always just responding? They are never. Re- I was just going to say they're never really proactive. Mm-hmm. That's what separates. I would say. I think why Ron DeSantis is really starting to gain traction with some people. But the even, even he's him, still reactive. Yeah, he, he's uh, I like him, to, but he's starting to get a little bit more reactive. But for the first year or so, he was seeming like he understood they got to call the shots, call the shots. Uh, but the right doesn't do that. What we and even Trump after a while they started to pin him into, mm-hmm. you know, where, where's they're kind of corner. addicted to that defensive posture and it, feeling beaten down, cowards. You know. Yeah, can, I'm willing to bet women syndrome kind of thing. Even yeah. if Republicans win in November, they're not going to do anything. I don't think they will, Tim. Yeah. Honestly, well, we've been down this road before, and I don't mean to get you know I don't mean to be Johnny Raincloud to, to some of you at home, but look, 2010, give us the house, we'll repeal Obamacare. Oh, oh yeah, right. We need the Senate. We need the Senate. Give it to us in 2014. We'll we'll get it done. Then they finally get a president willing to sign it, yeah. and they fold. Uh, Paul Ryan, right to hand. I will never forget that because I knew he was lying. I knew because people in the Freedom Caucus basically uh, were having a canary over his plan, which he barely showed to them at this time. But he went right to Sean Hannity, sat right in the chair, looked right him in, right in the eyes. We have a consensus plan. And yeah, Hannity right. was like, you have a consensus? We have a consensus. People on the <laughs> in the other room were jumping up and down. They knew he was lying because they barely had showed him a peak of their plan. And it was the more moderate plan that was never going to go, you know, sell with the Freedom Caucus. Uh, so th- this, I see this happening all over again. The Democrats say, we want universal health care, a sweeping overhaul of yeah. the entire medical system in this country that would radically transform 20% of the economy. And Republicans say, we'll give you some. Then the left yep. goes, the Republicans are blocking us from our dreams. And it's like, <laughs> bro, you're steamrolling the entire country. So true. Then they're like, we want gun control. We want to ban all these guns. And Republicans go, we'll ban some of them with you. And the Democrats go, the Republicans are obstructing our goals. And meanwhile, I'm sitting here like, can we just repeal these gun laws? Not a single person. Maybe I think uh, Lauren Boebert, perhaps. We've had a few people from the Freedom Caucus express their their, um, willingness to repeal the NFA and other unconstitutional gun laws. But in the end, you get, what, three to five people who are like, yeah, those gun laws do actually infringe upon your right to keep and bear arms. I'll do something about that. But 90% of Republicans are just like, no, we'll give Democrats everything they want, just slowly. I used to be kind of for universal health care. I thought it was an interesting idea. Um, now, I think of chronic illness as like on the individual. Like if someone overeats or eats a lot of sugar and then they get diabetes and then they have to go to the hospital and spend 30 grand a year on medicine, I don't want to pay for that person's laziness or inability to control their own diet. Like there are some chronic systems where the person maybe is born with some degenerative disease or neurological then I'm talking, that's a different story, but I am not here to placate gluttony. But also our options for what we're eating have been turned into poison. So yeah. that's not anyone's fault. Well, it's the pharmaceutical industry yeah. working with the with the, the food industry. So they feed you sickening foods and then give you the medicine. So it's hard to place blame on the individual. Sort of. I mean, look, 
I don't blame them. I just it don't want to pay it, for them. I, I, I agree with you that our food choices yeah. have become trash. The nutritional density. I do blame of, them. The, the, <laughs> the nutritional density of our food has gone down quite a bit. So people are eating a lot, eating a lot of starches and salts and other other garbage food. Yeah. But you still can do better. Dietary sure. ignorance is that's an interesting idea. Is is the person that's overeating They're at fault well, if they don't know? They've been conditioned with a food pyramid that has bread on the bottom, mm-hmm. like. I just don't think it's anyone's fault if if they've been taught everything incorrectly about how to take care of themselves. Uh, I think they have some blame there. Like, you can't just be like, I did what other people told me to do, so it's their fault. It's like, dude, you're a human being. You have people your own are life. stupid. <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Uh, if a stupid person gets in a car and then crashes it, is it their fault? Of course. But I read that I could drive inside. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> you see. are responsible as the individual. Yeah. So as much as I agree with you, there are macro problems. Our food sucks mm-hmm. and people eat garbage. Yo, I drive past McDonald's. I see people in the drive-thru. I don't understand it. Legit. Have you ever taken a McDonald's burger bun and like split it open and looked inside? This is it looks like styrofoam. It's disgusting. It's crazy. Wendy's is not I, that bad. I can't, I can't stand. It's a potassium bromate, I think. I don't know what, what it is, so but it doesn't look like food. It's banned in Europe. <laughs> and it doesn't look, and, it, and you ever see those things where like they take the McDonald's and they put it in the room and leave it for a month and it doesn't grow mold? Yo, I don't understand how people eat that Preservatives. stuff. Preservatives. And it's expensive. Yeah, I, I gotta tell you, the one thing about the pandemic that drives me, I blame the pharmaceuticals and, uh, the politicians for just being cowards and corrupt because they took all this money. They couldn't speak up. You know, but if anything we should have gotten from the pandemic was a discussion about health. You know, and, and, and the fact, look, COVID, um, it could have taught us something about being healthy and comorbidities and we just kind of, mold right over that and yeah. and and companies like mcdonald's and Krispy Kreme, who may who who contribute to the problem you know had the audacity to give away like a free donut or a free McDonald's oh, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. went out and got the no, vaccine look, look. that I got, tells I got, you everything i got no issue with Krispy Kreme. i don't <laughs> eat it it's pure sugar well, and starch you know but, teach his own but i'm not doing it i'm yeah. not gonna eat it yeah but here's the idea you know so uh i had i had a, a hot dog over fourth of july i had a hot dog and a burger that's bread I've not been eating any bread. I've not been eating carbs or whatever, but it's fine. If you have a burger and a hot dog, it's no big deal. The problem is people take like 10 buns yeah. and like a whole Excess. dozen Krispy Kremes and mash them together and just eat them. Yo, I went to a restaurant in Miami. They had a bread pudding. I ordered it and it was this stack of, you know, you, ever, ever, you guys have had bread pudding, yeah? Yeah, yeah it sounds good. Delicious. <laughs> and I was like, this tastes like, is this Krispy Kreme? Yo, they took like a dozen donuts and, and they, them together. they wow. mush it together into a small thing and then glaze it. And I was like, <laughs> this is insane. But working if out, you, Tim, you know, we didn't, we, people don't, they don't know the benefits of being healthy. It, diet's only one side of that. And you can yeah. have your, you can have your starches and your, and your carbs if you balance it correctly. You take moderation and you work out. And I just walk. started myself, you know, I just hit that, that, that four row period. I'm like, man, you better get, in shape, but before it's too late, you won't be able to do it again. Um, and it, you know, it's just a matter of, it's just a matter of statistics. If you were in better shape, uh, you had, le- you were at less risk. With, and vi- people, with people, COVID. vitamin D, it came out um, so many times I heard vitamin D, but I haven't heard like a concerted push from the CDC or from Anthony Fauci or from the government Nothing. or any of it and, about and, vitamin D and sunlight. And people are very deficient. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially yeah, people so. like, um, from with like an African ancestry with the darker, with a lot of melatonin, or it was a melanin, mel- mel- melanin, melanin, yeah. not melatonin. That makes you tired. That um, makes you sleep. But yeah. it's because yeah. they require, that skin requires more sunlight, just in general. That's what, uh, so it needs more. And if it has not as much, it gets more deficient quicker. Also, 
Here's an article from Fox8.com. Coronavirus found on ice cream in China. All right, let's talk about this. <laughs> let's have a, a global discussion about coronavirus living in and on food. It's a little symbolic. Remember at though, the beginning be of the pandemic when you, there were all those videos of people going into the freezer aisle at grocery licking stores and like cream. licking the ice cream? Oh, yeah. yeah. That was such a weird sigh. And then here, the crazy thing was you had the one woman who did it. She got arrested. Then you yeah. had this one guy who faked it. And he thought it was funny, like, I'm not really doing it. Yeah. And he still got arrested. Yeah. arrested. <laughs> because they're like, you don't understand you're being arrested for causing a panic, not for licking the ice cream. Right, right. Because people now won't buy it. It caused a huge market disruption. Yo, she took the thing off the ice cream, licked it, and put it back. Oh. And they didn't know where which Walmart it was. So every Walmart immediately got the call, like, you got to throw all this ice cream away. But I heard That's that crazy. she bought it after. She just but did it, it for attention online. Right, but it doesn't matter. because They can sue one. her for that? Oh, that, oh, for sure. I mean, and, and there's it's a no crime, crime right? There, it is a crime, yes. What's the crime? So if you put out a video where you lick a product and put it back, no one knows what product that was. Mm-hmm. So what happens is 100,000 people watch that and say, I will not buy that ice cream anymore. And the store has no choice. It's almost like screaming so it's also fire this. in a crowd mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's say she has herpes. Mm-hmm. We don't know. And she licks the ice cream and puts it back. The store, because they don't see her, then pick it back up and buy it has to assume every single ice cream is contaminated and they have to throw away at every store that has it. So it resulted in this massive purge of all this ice cream. And then she was like, it was a joke. And they were like, you you contaminated a product by putting it back in. You committed a crime. Mm-hmm. Cost the company, I don't know how many, hundreds of thousands of dollars, yeah, I'd imagine. What a waste. Ice cream. What a waste. Well, Walmart lost the money. Cause Walmart. They, so did yeah. Walmart sue her for the mo- lost money? I don't know. All I know is people saw that and they were like, not realizing that it was a gag, we're like, I'll do a gag and did the exact same thing. Am I right that did. that was at the beginning of COVID? It was early I don't on. Yeah. I don't remember when though, but it, I remember it being early on. Like that's why it became a I also saw one with a woman licking like MacBook laptops that were out what? on display and she was like li- licking her hand and wiping the screen, licking uh. her hand and wiping. I'm sorry, but society it. is collapsing. Why is yeah. it that whenever there's a video? No, no, but for real, there's a video it's, of a guy. It's not a good yeah. He not grabs good mouth, he grabs mouthwash, opens it, yeah, swishes with it, yeah. spits it back and puts it back oh. on the shelf. People are narcissistic psychopaths who want likes. And are doing insane things without repercussion. They're going inside restaurants. They're smashing things up. They just don't care anymore. Nobody cares. There's no community. There's no communal bonds. Yeah. There's no it's, fear. There's no shame. It's either. definitely yeah. hyperbolic. It, I think there is a tendency towards that now, and it's it's addictive or or contagious. But there are a lot of people that want structure and, and stability. They just aren't making idiot videos. You see the idiocy. It's it screams louder. Replace, this one that screams yeah. is louder. If you replace than the other. that desire, like some, I think you said, community. Somebody said community. If you replace that with the human connection, would they stop doing that? I mean, are they are they seeking these other more destructive things because they don't have those bonds and those those connections? That Maybe some people need religion. So you hear some people, Jesus. You hear a lot, <laughs> right? All people. You hear a lot of uh, uh, secular people say like. You need, you know, the Ten Commandments to stop you from doing these things. Like, man, that's scary. And it's kind of like, maybe that's true for some people. Yeah. Maybe there are a lot of people of, you know, higher brain function who are like, you know, I don't want to hurt you because I don't want someone to hurt me and I respect these laws. And maybe there are a lot of people who just don't know, don't care and need I think fear. they yeah, need a code of ethics else. and they need community, but they don't necessarily need an organized religion. 
They need fear of social ostracism. Yeah, and kids should know that from an early age. I used to have my my privileges taken away by my parents. If I did something wrong, said something I wasn't supposed to say, did something I wasn't supposed to do, I lost all my privileges. I or I couldn't watch TV, couldn't play video games. I had to sit in my room alone and quiet. This, they were they were teaching me if you go into society and you screw people, they're going to seize your privileges in yeah, society. It's gonna, yeah. But there it's are not, levels it's, to why people don't do bad things, right? Like fear is just the lowest level, but right. it ultimately our goal should be that they want the good. Well, like what you said, I don't want no someone to do it to me. Listen, back. listen. So right now, the incentive is to do bad. Mm-hmm. The bad things get you views, I'm getting rewarded, get you likes, and could even make you famous and rich. So the people are going out and yeah. they're doing horrifying things online because it's working for them. Yo, you know what really pisses me off? I've been skateboarding most of my life, and I see these videos go viral. Get shared by pros of people fighting security guards. And I'm like, get that off Instagram, dude. There was a security guard who got put into his, his he, I think he died. Some dude went to prison. Cause these, these skateboarders, they always make these videos where they go and skate a street spot, like a private, pri- pri- private property. The security guard comes out and says, Hey, you gotta leave. And they're like, nah. And then they'll like shove the security guard or they'll fight with them. That's what they do. And they go viral and people are like, Oh. There are also videos where the security guard goes like, one more try, and they'll be like, yeah, and they'll try one more time. But whenever you get these videos where they're fighting with security guards, that pisses me off. What you're supposed to do when you're skating, a security guard says, leave, you leave. You say, okay, I'm sorry, you leave. You come back when you're not bothering somebody. But this guy, these guys were skating. I think it was an SF, and security guard came out and said, you got to leave. And so someone shoved him, and then the security guard took a swing at another guy who then shoved him, and he fell down, hit his head, and I I think he died. I think he died. And so that skateboarder who was committing a crime and attacked somebody went to prison. Well, it's not good for at the least cause. he went to prison. But the problem is these videos are still on Instagram. They still glorify this stuff, and they always have. Mm-hmm. It's it, it, You know, it was rare back in the day watching the jackass stuff. Those guys were, like, picking on each other. But there were elements of that where they would screw with other people. And then the whole prank culture started to expand and get crazier and crazier, where you had the people just, like, going up to random people and screaming at them and just doing the craziest things. YouTube started to get rid of all this stuff. But you look at what's happening now with the licking ice cream. You look at these videos of the nurse being like, I lost a patient all my life. People are psychotic narcissists. Do you think that people need an enemy to fight? I don't know about needing an enemy, but people yeah, want... need meaning, you know, right? Meaning. meaning. Is that, yeah. People, Is that but but I think, look, there's obviously varying tiers of, let's just say, perspicacity. There are some people who are as dumb as a box of rocks. We know some people are stupid. Some people are smart. There are some people who are just as basic as they come. They want attention and they don't care how they get it. Then there are people who are just of, of a higher moral, um, uh, for whatever reason, moral standing where they're just like, I don't want to do that. I have scruples. That makes me feel bad doing that. But some people don't have that. Some people don't have that conscience for whatever reason. And they're the ones who are going to go out and make a video mocking the dead, dancing on the graves. Look at the TikTok nurses. Yeah. Dancing on the graves yeah. of the COVID victims. And people on the left praised them. And they got mad at me when I said that. I was like, dude, there's a guy dying right there. And these nurses are doing these shuffle yeah. dances. And their yeah, excuse is, a- is like, oh, they're using humor as a coping mechanism for all of the tragedy <laughs> around them. Like, no, they Get just think it's here. a laughing matter that, you know. No, they just don't care. Yeah, your it's family like, members are in their care. And there was, there's a video where you actually see patients filming and there's people shuffle dancing and then the people who are act like, so, so they're filming a bit, but the video itself is from a patient going, is this why we can't get any help right now? Is this why we're not getting taken care of? And they're filming the TikTok nurses doing their TikTok dances. 
if I, I swear, man, all those people should have been fired. But some, but our, our culture is, is fractured, sick. I'd tell you this, man, if I worked at a hospital, if I was a boss at a hospital, and I walked in and saw shuffle dancing, I'd be like, each and every one of you get out. It's get tough out. in defense of the nurses. It'd be like if it, they were like in trauma situation and like in the military, when the military platoon makes a kill, you know, in the horror of war, there have been people, at least they have friends of mine that are soldiers will say humor gets used to, to cope. In the well, moment. yeah, I, and I, that's true. And the sergeant um, won't fire them all on the spot. But I don't know if we can equate that to that. I mean, I, I and also I would say that that's never going to happen because we have such a few short, shortages of healthcare people. We, you know, they're allowed to, they, they can just There's an even at worse point. nurse shortage yeah. than there was before yeah. COVID. And it's only getting yeah. worse, but we do got to go to Super Chats. We're a little behind. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, and become a member at TimCast.com to help us ramp up production on a bunch of new shows. I saw someone mention, they said, Tim, you talk about food shortages and all this stuff. Why don't you do a show on survival and gardening? gardening? We are preparing that. We, uh, being out here in the middle of nowhere, we know a lot of people who, who know all the hidden secrets of eating dandelions and mm. wine berries and pawpaw, raising chickens and goats, a lot of farmers, good people. And so we're actually talking about doing like a 13 episode series, which is going to be fun, funny, and teach you how to be more self-reliant because, uh, I don't know. The end is nigh. Is that <laughs> put it? Dandelions are delicious. Times are Have you changing. Ever had one? Absolutely. I've never had a dandelion. They're delicious. My my wife. I've had dandelion too. tea. Yeah, you know those green onions. Yeah. Um, oh you know, yeah, yeah. You yeah. just let them grow. I don't know what she does. There's something you got to do to do it. It triggers it, a flower to come up. Mm-hmm. Eat that flower. It's delicious. The onion. Right, we got it. We oh, got to read some super so chats. Good. All right. James Eaton says, "What are your thoughts on predictive policing?" The Institute of Justice released a video this morning about it happening in Florida. Yeah, I saw this story. It said algorithms can predict when crime is going to happen a week in advance. Hmm. Yep. I don't like it. Machines don't have emotions, and emotions are a lot of the reason of why crimes are committed. But what if a report came out and said there's going to be robberies in these neighborhoods next week, so all they did was send out cops to stop the robberies? Oh, Oh, okay. Not quite yeah. minority report full blown. Using yeah, it as like, an advisor is a different story. One day you walk it's outside like and there's like, there's like three cops on the corner and you're like, what's going on? And they're like, algorithm predicted this would be a hot spot this weekend. Yeah. So we're just here to make sure everyone's okay. Be like, okay, cool. Yeah. Be like, if you're driving, your car's like, warning, speeding vehicle approaching from the Northwest. And you're like, <laughs> okay. And you stop and then. 13 seconds later, a car goes flying. Like, I'm okay with that kind of AI. Which, or like you're driving your car and then all of a sudden you're, you're like, I got to I gotta go to the bathroom, start speeding. And then the car goes, I can't let you do that, Ian. And the car <laughs> slows down. But would you be worried about a slippery slope with that? So at one minute, it goes from an advanced version of ComStats. The next minute, it does turn into minority. Or sure. Whatever. If the code's it private, if it's a proprietary code, which is the Sorry. first step, you got to make the code open source if you're going to yep. use this kind of stuff because it can go haywire in secret. Not open source at all. All right, let's read some more. We got Beavis McLean says, H.R. 4310, National Defense Authorization Act, authorized propaganda on American citizens. Is this why we have so much fake news and why Dems immediately moved to dissuade Elon from buying Twitter? Curious your take. I don't think you needed the NDAA to have companies do this. They make money doing it. They've always done this. It's just worse now, and we can see it. All right, Raymond G. Maga Stanley Jr. for Maga Month says, The gas is a rising. The price is so high. Our oil reserves bound up to dry. Old man speaks a letter to sigh after next election. It's Biden. Bye bye. Hey. Beautiful poetry. We got a new song, huh? All right. Sage of Rokaseka says Herbert Kirsten was not a globalist. He was just a conservationist with some controversial 
ideas. I don't know if there's a missing word. Though popular, controversial, though popular ideas in those circles in the 70s, 80s. Mm-hmm. So people are saying that's who actually built it. Well, a lot of people don't like those things, man. All right, let's grab some more super chats. Jay says a language that unites people already exists in theory, music. I believe that is incorrect. There's kinds of music that people don't like. We had Andrew Clavin on the show and he told me that rap was not music. And I said, right. well, of course it is. He's like, no, it isn't. And it's just, I'm like, I don't understand why you don't think rap is music. That just doesn't make sense. It's a to weird me. hill to die on. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a fan of world music. Have you guys ever heard, listen, have you ever listened to world music? It's like, ah, and like, I love that djembe's stuff. and stuff. <laughs> and like, I totally well, that just that. goes to prove it though. Just because you may not like, he may not like rap. I know. It's um, music. it's still music. Yeah. See, here's the thing. Yeah, I like world music. People say like, I don't like rap. And I'm like, are you talking about like gangster rap and yeah. like bling bling stuff? Cause you ever listen to like some real rap, thought provoking stuff, some good stuff from back in the day or even stuff now? There's good rap. It exists. Just gotta get some good music going on, right? <clears throat> Guardsman Norheim of the Tenth First says the Guidestones. Where did you say Luke went? Oh, that's strange. Luke did mention driving south. <laughs> and I did ask him if it was an inside job. Hmm. Luke is mysteriously absent. Hmm. Mm. Luke Rudkowski. The only way for him to clear his name is to come back on the show. Luke. <laughs> All right. Friendly Neighborhood Sawyer says, could the living language mentioned in the Guidestones be some kind of technological telepathy, maybe neural link based? You know, yes. I doubt it. it. But there are these, There, uh, when we read that, it, I thought of something though, Tim. There are these people who do believe in this. Um where it's like maybe the word doesn't even mean the word it changes and you're just supposed to know I don't I'm not sure what it's called but these people also think they're communicating with different entities that aren't on the same wavelength so but that's what they called it living something and when you read that I thought about that hmm. and I'm like it has that been that old you know that was erected in 1980 have these yeah. people been doing this all that time I thought that was somewhat new it was crazy um yeah, I don't know. I don't All know. right. We got Hendrix88 says, on June 28th, Alejandro Morena, the current leader of Mexico's PRI political party, proposed legalizing firearms for civilians following a shooting at a COVID jab site in Puebla, Mexico. Tweet is at Alito Moreno C. Thought you might want to know research. Very interesting. Very interesting. Take a look. All right. We got, what is this? Tomic says, Tim, I was a breacher for USMC. The placement for that explosive was amateur. A pro would have known how to direct the the overpressure and enhance it. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah. the the blast they could it's have taken right. that whole thing out if they did it right. The maybe the device was right, but the placement was wrong. All right, Eldritch Eldritchinator says one genocide, two eugenics, three newspeak, four no religion or tradition, five equity ideology, six new world order NWO over sovereignty, seven no nations, eight no individual rights, nine grandstanding, ten humans cancer to be abated. Woof! As a brutal breakdown of what those stones represent, huh? Yikes! All right, let's let's grab some more super chats. Uh, L. Bossert says, Tim, Crowder will be in West Virginia the weekend of October 8th for a stand-up gig. Can you try to book him on IRL for that Friday? Also reach out to YouTuber Mishako. He's a gun reviewer who is blind. Crowder will be in Charleston, which is what, six hours away? That's correct. Yeah, like six hours away. So, uh. Also Baltimore. So I guess he's coming this way. Yeah, he is. Sure is. All right, Crowder, that means you have to Let's come do on. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, we have Dave on next week. i talk about it. Oh, that's cool. That's right. Re- revealing the secrets of our, our oh, guest yeah. booking. yeah, secrets. 
Corishian says, Barris, I'm a huge fan. I try to watch all your shows. Have you done a poll on how people in New Mexico feel about the leadership not certifying the election? <laughs> uh, thanks, by the way. But um, no, and it's not because of the topic or anything. I just, New Mexico, I'm like a bit of a skeptic on New Mexico being battleground. It's younger. It's not so even though we're seeing this Hispanic vote shift, the population itself is younger. Which what is what, what, what it happened with that? So it was a, it was a Democratic, it was a, it was a primary and yeah. they, the, the court said you have to certify and said no. Yeah. And I, I wonder why it's, it, what it is, my, I'm sure it grabs its attention. It grabs a lot of people's attention. There's just seems to be different standards, Tim, you know, with, yeah. with how they react. In Georgia, there was a minor mistake a woman had caught. I mean, her own ballot wasn't counted in her own precinct. So she got a whole new count and it changed the result. So random Eskimo says 2024 prediction Biden runs against Trump mid September to mid October. Biden has a sad end. <sighs> then, uh, the D's, the dumb <laughs> Democrats push out a vote, a sentiment and emotion. I don't know. Maybe here's what I was thinking. There's reports that Trump is going to announce his run early. Yeah. I think that would be the smartest possible thing he can do for two reasons. There's two potential scenarios. First, Donald Trump announces he's running. Joe Biden's already said he is. So Trump can come out and be like, I am running against Joe Biden. Joe Biden has two options. Quit because he's too old or actually go up against Trump. If Joe Biden Biden quits, then Trump's going to be like, I already beat Biden. He's quitting. He's bailing out. Can you trust the Democrats to have the strength to lead this nation? Joe Biden can stay in the race with all his abysmal failures and ratings. Never going to happen. Or Trump can hope that he gets the, the, he's running before anything bad happens to Biden because Biden's already well past his average life expectancy. If Biden comes to a uh, peaceful end as an old man, as it as his age could predict, Donald Trump can just be like, "It's a very sad day. It's very sad. I'm you know, you know, Joe was many things. Who's gonna who's gonna run?" It just, no matter what happens, it looks really, really bad for Democrats. Do you think there's any chance Trump will run not as a Republican? No, as a Republican. Yeah, and not not this time. Look, if there was some real big split in the Republican Party, which could have, there was, there was a moment there that could have happened, uh, then maybe we would have went down that road. But he should announce early. Number and and two, you scare everybody else away. Yeah, and you know the Republican. All right. Generally irritable says instead of talking that national divorce nonsense helped me restore federalism i'm running for the lone congressional seat in vermont and i am a constitutional conservative reddick for congress.com that is james Lindsay's friend who oh cool he t- texted me and told me that she was going to super chat in i was like that oh okay awesome. well there Very you go cool. it's uh yeah. r-e-d-i-c for congress.com yeah. uh, we'll take a look at that we're uh we're a little uh we're primed for another James Lindsay visit. Agreed. Yeah, well, yeah, James, come yeah, out. Get on go. up. James Rogers says, I'm 32, classical liberal, and I am ashamed to inform you that I will be voting Republican this upcoming election, Ooh. even if it's Trump. Giving oh. our gas away did it. I'm a sailor, and I love my country. That's yeah. just, I don't yeah, understand how anyone could be looking at the gas and then be like, oh, yeah, Biden took our strategic reserves yeah. and exported 5 million barrels. It's not like 5 million's, you know, a whole lot. Still, relative, such an insult. But it's like, it's like a little bit more than 1% of our reserves. That's kind of crazy. It's a nice slap. Yeah. It's a nice Very slap. It's like he's laughing at you as he yeah. does it. I that did, blew my mind. I looked for the story. I didn't see anything from ABC, NBC, CBS on it. Of course. Not anything. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a it's bunch a, of It's a New York Post article. Yep. New York Post is pretty – And Washington pretty Times. Cent- and TimCast.com. Yeah. Numerous sources. But I mean the, the liberal economic orders media apparatus doesn't seem to be <laughs> uh, explaining see, what's going on. Ignoring that well. one. That's right. 
Someone is contesting. Oh, I also see 5 million barrels and 50 million barrels. Which is it? 5 or 50? Five. He exported 50? Who no, said that's 50? an old story. Okay, oh. it was <laughs> It's even yeah, worse. Okay. Five. Like, that's unacceptable. Omega Resetsu says, Tim, if she was Gen Z, she looks too old for being 17. The first year of Gen Z birth was 2005. That's, uh, I believe it's not correct. I don't think that's true. Yeah, um, we've talked about it quite a bit. Two, it's like there, 1996. Yeah, and there's... Uh, um, I think the the youngest millennials right now are 26 or 27. Yeah, we're aging up. Yeah, it's the youngest millennials. And then anything younger than that is considered Gen Z. But a lot of people have different opinions on when generations start anyways. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm on the line where be Z or X. How old are you? Right? 40. Right? So. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. 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 The mixture. Is it a generation Y? No, generation Y is millennial. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Millennials are also called echo boomers. That sounds way cooler. Yeah. That sounds cool, yeah. Echo boomer. No, it does it's, yeah, it's cool. yeah, it's way cooler. Way cooler. <laughs> like, do you even watch anime? Oh, God. <laughs> all right, all right. HunterKiller86 says it has to do with the petrodollar. Notice how the euro and pound has gone down since February, but the USD stays the same. It's all the petrodollar scam. I would not be surprised, my friends. Adam Townsend says, I heard the oil exported could have been sour crude, but our processing plants handle sweet crude. Due to all of the fracking in recent history, we can't process sour efficiently any longer. It could be. And I will point this out too. We, you gotta be careful about some of these stories about, you know, Biden canceled an oil lease. And then everyone's like, why did he do that? And then you find out like a court ordered it. So mm-hmm. it's not like he chose to do it. And this could be due to sour crude or whatever. But, um, I'm just going to pause and say, I will not give them the benefit of the doubt. If they don't come out and explain it, and even if they did, I probably still wouldn't trust them. This dude has done so much to tank this country, and I, anybody who's saying otherwise is just lying to themselves. At the very least, you can say the man is incompetent and is fumbling around. Worst case scenario is it looks like it's on purpose, but there is no reasonable circumstance where Biden is just, you know, doing all these good things that just aren't helping. That would be crazy to me. Chris Fendley says, do the pollsters consider false answers from people trying to mess with the poll accuracy? Yeah, we do try that. Um, well, some of us do. And that's why it's important, like when I mocked on YouGov before saying they're not even a voter, a voter file source panel, because you have no other attributes to collect against these people. If you know an 18 to 24 year old African American girl from, you know, inner Philadelphia, it, it told you she's going to vote Republican. She's lying. You know that. But if there are other data attributes that are on that file and you can actually prove that and be confident, then you can – it's it's not clean data and you, you could get rid of it. Um, I try to lean towards believing people though. I do because – and the reason why, you may miss and change their mind. It's possible. Right on. Ed Abel says – or Abel says, Tim, are you working on an app for Xbox slash smart TV? Yes. Here's the challenge. It takes a lot of time and money, seriously. So um, we've been working. We're, we're trying to. We can only grow as fast as we can grow. Um, money isn't necessarily the answer. It's people. We want to do our mobile apps, obviously. iPhones. People usually do iPhone first because you build an iPhone app. It basically works for all the iPhone platforms. But you build Android. You got all these different Android platforms. You got to make like 20, 30 different versions of the app. Then if we want to do smart TVs, you got to get approval from the TVs. So I think that may be why uh, Daily Wire is like Apple, Roku, and Chrome. But I don't know if they're on smart TVs. It may be because you have to get approved by them. That's what we're aiming for. And so we're going to be doing a bunch of shows that are just going to appear on TimCast.com so that if you're a member, you'll get a bigger and bigger library because we want to displace things like Netflix 
and uh, Disney Plus because they produce awful garbage that's bad for you and your family and your kids. And we want to create things that are just kind of politically neutral. And if there is a message, it'll be like freedom and responsibility and not much more than that. We're also um, we've we've got some uh, kids shows in the pipeline. Obviously, uh, Chicken City, if you've seen it, is very family friendly. And we have a bunch of stuff in the, in the pipeline. It just we're not as big as the Daily Wire, but we will be. Maybe by next year, we'll have like three or four shows on the website. With your support by becoming a member at TimCast.com, we'll do it faster. The real issue is finding good people. And, and it is money. I mean, obviously, we can only hire so many people. And the more we can hire, the better, the faster we can move in other directions. The documentaries are expensive. People need to understand this. Documentaries can cost between a hundred and like $500,000 if you want to do it well. I wonder how much Daily Wire put into What is a Woman? Because I got to imagine there's probably several hundred thousand dollars to produce that because it was really well done. But uh, yeah, support our work if you want to help. Let's read some more Super Chats. All right. Rando Bunderson says, doesn't matter if Michelle is as good as lefties think she is. She ruined my school lunches. It's a no for me. <laughs> what did there she do? That was very uh, – she made them healthy and yeah. I only know this uh, because I'm a family member. Uh, yeah, she basically took what would be – tasty and made it like cardboard well i mean there's still garbage anyway i look it it depends where you are really you know a state like north carolina i find those to be underwhelming and they're still trying to you know to um meet her guidelines yet in florida they did and they were delicious i don't understand sugar to be completely honest you know like so the sugar that i was mostly eating when i was eating was grains and so i cut out the rice and the bread yeah but i love fat Right, <laughs> avocados, sour cream, avocado. cheese, bacon grease, just pour all over everything. It's it's just I like it better. I, I could I could I could take a bowl of sour cream and just spoon eat it. It's so good. I don't I don't understand like the sugary stuff like cakes either. I don't like cake. Do you like cake? Of course I like. Cake. I don't. You don't like yourself a good molten lava nope. cake? Nope, not a fan. <laughs> I would rather have like an ice cream or something. Something you know that is better than cake. Yeah, cake. I just, but, I mean, cake is kind of fatty, but I just not a fan of that stuff. Gotta I like mix all the fats and the sugars. I don't together. like sweet. Sugar like is the best. In moderation. Well, they we, say we had, you got to be accurate about what kind of because glucose is super important. Yeah, it's a sugar. It's sugar. It's a simple sugar. Everyone needs it. But the sugar industry is like, yeah, it's just call everything sugar. No, no, no. Your sucrose that you're pushing on people is poison. Totally different. Sucrose. Yeah. Fructose is bad. It's funny when I have people say, like, fruit is good for you. It's got fructose and it's fruit sugar. And I'm like, bro, have you ever read about fructose? Your body can't use it. It's got to be processed in the liver. It's very intensive. Yeah, without the, the fiber uh, of the fruit. So when they make fruit juice, you get the, still the fructose. But without the fiber of the fruit, it goes right into the liver like sucrose, converts it into fat. Um, and it's this refinement process I don't know a lot about. Due to high fructose corn syrup. When you read, you go to Dow, the company Dow, the chemical production company, they make that stuff in vats and they use like a resin, like I think it's arsenic resin. Don't quote me on this and see if you can find how to make high fructose. And if you can, send it to me on Twitter because I want to go deep. It was buried in the Dow industrial website when I was looking for, for a the reason, product. no doubt. Yeah, it's right. disgusting. And then they don't have to put the cleaning agent in the ingredients oh. because it's used as a cleaning agent, like the, the arsenic or whatever it is. All right. We got Loki Tomes says, Hey, Tim. Hey, Timcast, I'm a 23-year-old OTR truck driver. I've worked for the same company for two and a half years, but last night the company went under. I'm friendly with the owner and asked what happened. He said lack of drivers, low-priced loads, and high gas prices bankrupted him. I guess I'm going to use this as an excuse to move to Florida. Thanks for the shows. Appreciate the very large super chat. Thank you. Cletus Christ says, Zimmerman didn't follow Martin. 
He was walking to the cross street in the apartment complex as instructed by dispatch and encountered Martin on the way. Watch the trial. This was my red pill moment. Crazy. So much of it's lies. Man. The Ahmed Arbery case. Lie. 529. Insurrection. Remember that one? Yeah. Yeah, 529. I remember. I'm aware. The insurrection. I believe they burned a church. They they tried to torch St. John's Church. They they tried raiding, uh, assaulting the White House, setting fire to a guard post. And the media mocked him for coming out there with Bill Barr. They mocked Trump for being forced into an emergency bunker during an insurrection. Terrifying. I mean, literally terrifying if you think about it. And just this morning, I saw someone on the street with a sign that's like, only we can stop more Trump coup attempts. What? Like, your brain is just <sighs> so poisoned. Yeah. It's just sad. Like, come back to reality. 1776's Life says, Tim, you've given plenty of warnings about food shortages. Why don't you do a complete podcast dedicated to gardening, hunting, and food preservation? We are going to do a show that uh, has all of that. So if you're a member at TimCast... We are hoping to actually get that started soon. You got to understand, too, it's not super difficult to do something like that. We got all these right-wing nut jobs who live up on the mountain in, uh, in West Virginia. <laughs> and we say that endearingly. They call, they call themselves that. And, um, oh, they know everything. They're like, here's what you like. They live out here. They're like, here's what you do. We, we got raccoon problem. Here's how you take care of your trash. Chickens. Oh, we can tell you how to do the I chickens. I think it's fair to call me a prepper. Oh, nice. I, yeah. Nice. I think it's fair to call me a prepper. I, have I don't think it's fair. Tell me about your prep. I don't think Crazy it's Crazy food. <laughs> I got uh, out back. Eventually, the goal is to just be able to, you know, at least vegetables um, and certain, you know, well, I mean, if you call tomatoes a fruit, I mean, but, yeah. um, you know, to be able to, to have something throughout each season to put right to the table and I have the space for it, at least we think we do. People have always done this. It's so funny that. Prepper is a derogatory I, term I just, now. Like, oh, you prepare you. things. Well, but, 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 What's but wrong with you, water, psycho? We collect the water. With the, you know, with the barrels. Um, mm-hmm. We have, we do have food though, Tim. Like the food that lasts like thirty years. Oh, yeah. I got, we got tons of. I got tons. Of do you jar and can food? You know what? We were, we did for a while until she found. Uh, an alternative, which oh. is, you know, we're working on that now. But uh, yeah, we want to. We're gonna uh, we, disclosable because I'm, I'm interested. You know, we'll see if it works first. Thank you. We made thing. we made jams last year with the wine berries. Yeah. So wine berries are crazy jam. out here. Every, every so it's wine berry season. It's amazing. When I'm coming up, so I, I I ride my electric motorcycle to come here. We just stop along the edge and just eat. I think I had maybe like fifty of them. They're just so good. The wild raspberries. Oh. Yeah, I'm They're picturing you with like a, a net connected to your bike. <laughs> you can just like just kind of catch skate them. The <laughs> yeah. He's got to, but people got to eat them because they 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 go bad and they fall off. Yeah. And then that's we need to preserve. Reduce. That's the key. So we made preserves last year. It was amazing. I made idea. lemon wineberry and wineberry jam, mm. and we saved them for months, and it was amazing. They last a long time. Yep. Incredible. Yep. Incredible. With mulberries too. The mulberries are all over the place. You got to save the mulberries. Yeah. Because you walk up to the tree and you shake it. You put it. We put a tarp under the tree. You do one big shake and you've got like that's a good five idea. pounds of a mulberries. Tarp? That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. We we took a sheet. We laid it down under the a tree and we grabbed the branch and just shook it. And yeah, then we had about a we had a bowl. And then we uh, we blended it up with some uh, lemon juice and some sugar and boiled it down and made jam and sealed it up. Put it on the shelf. And yeah. then uh, we have pawpaws in October. So uh, right beginning of October, it's just an endless stream of pawpaw. I should say I, I'm very hard on sugar because it's the overeating of sugar that's the problem. A small dose of sugar like that can keep you alive for a long time. So All right. There's value to it. Let's grab a couple more Super Chats before we go to that members-only show. All right. Let's see. Jack 
Plimmers says, I heard the Guidestone destroyed was the side with Russian and Chinese writing. The intention was possibly not to destroy the whole monument, but send a political message. Hmm. Maybe. Hmm. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Thrawn Fett says, build a new Georgia Guidestones and just put the Constitution on a granite slab. No one knows <laughs> who made it, so no copyright. Amen. And great marking for Timcast. Uh, I'm down. Can yeah. we do that? Yes, Let's we can. It. Let's legit do that. That'd be but, cool. Uh, how many pages of the Constitution? It's not that big, right? It's not very long. Seven. We're yeah, talking about the first, yeah, the Bill of Rights, the Articles. Well, the the, the, the first, the Constitution plus the Bill of Rights. We, yeah. Oh, we'll do all the long. amendments. We got to do it. And we'll, like, legit, let's do Let's see. If it's prohibitively expensive, I won't. But if we can get that done and put it up at Free Domestan, big granite slabs, the Constitution all written out, I'm so down for I, that. I want to make it interactable for kids somehow with, like, a magnifying oh. glass that can slide around on it. So wow. Well, that's it. a bit more complicated. <laughs> we can add another for the Ten Commandments. Well, you can do all that. That's all you. <laughs> um, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, tell uh, your friends about the show if you really do like it, because that's how we've gotten to this point has been all word of mouth. Uh, we've only recently started doing more marketing, and we're going to do a lot more as we expand. We need your support at TimCast.com because we're going to start producing a bunch of shows. Um, so let me, let, me t- let me tell you guys about Tales from the Inverted World. The new season is out. It is, I think this season, each episode is like 22 minutes long. Shane Cashman went down to Georgia and investigated the lost uh, Confederate gold, uh, UFOs, all the weird stuff that came along with it, witches. And, um, you know, the difficulty is how do we maintain a show like that? We have to produce something and we have to, you know, sell it. So uh, what we're going to be doing is second episode will come up free. The first episode will be free. And then the show will be a TimCast.com exclusive because we want to start trying to grow the business and we can't just make stuff that's expensive for free. So considering the production quality and the cost, I was like, let's just have this be a show for members and try and build up more members by doing more awesome shows like this. But we will be launching another show with Shane Cashman. It's like Hunter S. Thompson meets the X-Files. He's going to be doing conversations on more regularly regularly occurring uh, news as opposed to just a deeper investigation. So we'll have the deeper investigation show, which is seasonal, which could be, I think it's like 13 episodes plus the weekly conversational show. That's 52 episodes. And then we're actually building a new set at our haunted house location, which is a, an old house from the 1800s where he's going to be filming that new show. So I'm really excited for all this. So uh, your support will help make that happen. Plus we're, we're working on the survival show where we do um, educational breakdowns on was like living out in the middle of nowhere, how to get water, how to clean water, how to grow food, all that good stuff. So uh, support us at TimCast.com. Smash the like button. Follow us at TimCast IRL. And you can follow me at TimCast. Uh, the People's Pundit. Do you want to shout anything out? Yeah, I mean, people can follow me on uh, peoplespundit.locals.com. That's the community, the locals community. Uh, but of course, too, you know what? If you really want to check it out, uh, bigdatapoll.com. Scroll to the down and the bottom and you'll see all the trackers we do for the public polling project. And I'll tell you what, if you follow polls, if you want to know what Real Clear Politics is going to say two weeks from a mo- or a month from now, follow us at the Public Polling Project because we lead them. It's been like this for almost uh, two years now. The point of it is to just be transparent. And okay. I think we can get more trust back in this industry if we're just a little bit more open about how we do things. And that's the entire goal of that uh, that project. So, yeah, check it out at uh, BigDataPoll.com at the bottom. And then the Locals community is the best place where I aggregate everything. Right on. If you want to see me more often, you can find me on Instagram or WeChat at CloserKitty. And also, go subscribe to Pop Culture Crisis on YouTube. 
We go live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and noon Pacific Time. So come join us. This week is a little bit different. We're posting a pre-recorded episode on Friday. Uh, you guys follow me at iancrossland.net. Get in touch with me on social media, YouTube, Twitter, Minds, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch. It goes on and on. Anywhere you can think to find someone on social media, you'll probably find me there. Rich Barris. Great to see you, man. You as well. That Good a, conversation. Very good. I like yeah, uh, special. Indeed. Thanks a lot, dude. See you later. My pleasure. I just want to read one last super chat. It said, Tim, do me a favor. Tell Chris he did a good job yesterday. <laughs> That's from Audrey. Absolutely. Uh, Andrew, sorry. And I have to say thank you very much to Chris for letting me take a day just to try not to die. I really appreciated it. <laughs> I was glad to not have to worry about coming in and um, being sick on the show. Um, so, yes, very much thank you, Chris, for doing that for me. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Minds.com at SourPatchLids as well as SourPatchLids.me. We will see all of you at TimCast.com for that members-only show coming up at 11 p.m. Thanks for hanging out. Bye, guys. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.